Brush for hire. You've been here for five years. Here's the five more. Brush for hire. Don't paint your own shit. (laughs) Welcome, everybody, to Strength Hammer Episode 12 Podcast, the fifth anniversary celebration for Age of Sigmar. I got, I got, as you heard. Okay, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Get pander pander later. Uh, Thanks, Mom. Thanks. We have Matt Hayward. Woo. Neil LaRocca. Hey now. Woo. And David Roke pouring a drink, making clinky noises. Hello. Clinky Dave. Yeah. <laughs> so, How'd you know my nickname? <laughs> <laughs> oh, they, oh, ASMR that, Dave. Pouring water. Crisp, refreshing water. All right, I anyway. can't hear myself on the mic. <laughs> Oh, we can hear everything. Don't you worry. That we can hear you twisting open that bottle slowly, trying to be silent. <laughs> no, we didn't hear whatever you just did with your tongue. Anyway, <laughs> welcome to the latest episode of Strength Hammer. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Aaron Bastian, who's kind of rallying a bunch of content creators to do a Age of Sigmar five-year anniversary type thing. So this should be releasing July third. Um, the day before July 4th. Happy Independence Day early, everybody. Unless you're in the UK, yeah. then happy... I think, I think the bars pew, are opening. Pew, pew, pew. I think, in, I think no, July 4th... Oh, they did? <laughs> well, no, no. I think I think in England, on July 4th, they're opening uh, all the bars. So they're they're finally having a holiday on July 4th. So they don't need to just hate on us anymore. Pew, pew, pew. Well, and when it releases <laughs> July 3rd, it's just a delayed reaction for the Canadian... Uh, Canada Day is uh, July 1st. Oh. Bunch of shit lost. I have no idea what that is, but it's Canada Day. <laughs> I, I, so. It's Canada Day. All right. Well, I, I'm looking forward to, if you're listening to this on release day, um, having a nice, nice light beer in my hand, shooting off some fireworks, maybe some target practice, everything American, you know, riding some bald eagles. <laughs> yep, Hell yeah. <laughs> I can't. My bald eagle should be in here by Thursday, and my fully automatic bazookas should be in Wednesday. That's <laughs> see, I, I ponied up this year. I went for the full tank. I'm like, I'm just, I'm just buying a tank. Let's just go for it. That's next year. I, I'm on a waiting list. Okay, I got the minute you. that, the minute that annoying neighbor complains about your fireworks, you just unload. <laughs> shooting, shooting fireworks out of the tank. It's gonna be great. Uh, I have one of those nice. Yeah. Uh, I have one of those nice Abrams, uh, all reserved with the special uh, speaker upgrade, so I can play the. You know, da 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 da, and then boom! You know, just <laughs> <laughs> what uh, what what skin did you get for it? Did you do classic camo? Did you go like I went? I went um, I went tiger stripes. Just I felt... went uh, mirrored chrome. Oh, okay, all right, cool. <laughs> Man. Uh, yeah. So that color shift camo finish. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Before that happened, uh, thank you, Aaron Boschun, for the work you're putting in to get all, uh, everyone content creators organized to all kind of celebrate the fifth year of age of sigmar so uh there is other things i'll try to put them into the show notes below links at least a link to the schedule so you know where to find everything um but yeah so let's uh uh, before we get into our main topic talking about five years of age sigmar we'll, we'll go through our usual hobby progress and uh and fitness tracking and i think we're gonna start with neil this time because you've had a lot of hobby progress these past few days 
I have. I, I bought all of Matt's Nurgle off of him, and in one day painted up a great and cooling one. And I'm currently playing a game uh, which is on pause with my daughter right now, uh, downstairs testing out some uh, some uh, rules, some machinations that I got going on uh, for this next uh, event, a year in, in the making. Um, so yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. If you've never painted a Nurgle unit model, whatever, um, before, please pick one up. <laughs> it is the greatest experience of all time. I mean, even even if you think they're disgusting, I mean, it's just it's a joy to paint these models. I don't know why. I don't know if there's something's broken in me or what, but um, it is just disgusting. It is foul, and you literally can't do it wrong. I mean, there's, <laughs> it doesn't matter how bad you are painting. It always turns out amazing. Just put a wash on it somewhere. Put more wash than you need. Put different color washes on it. It all works. It's just <laughs> <laughs> Anything in the green, yellow, and purple areas, they're just fine. It's <laughs> just, <laughs> now, tell pink, the people. work. Yeah. Tell the people how nice those Blight Kings are, huh? <laughs> oh, they're amazing. They're amazing. He's, uh, they're, every single one is individual. It's, it's not one looks the same as the other, and there's uh, 20 of them. So I'm yeah. excited to get into those. But they, they look like more than a day project, unfortunately. What about, what about the guy with two shields? <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's, he will be the first one dead automatically in any game. <laughs> Ironically, <laughs> I came for defense. No, <laughs> best defense is a good offense. <laughs> nice, nice. But yeah, so um, yeah, I've been doing that, um, and I plan to just focus on that. And I'm working a little bit on. Um, we we do a thing in the club called uh, Battle Across the Realms. It has been our two day match play with a lot of narrative flair to it. Uh, tournament we've done it three times now and that and was going to be th- this weekend right that was going to be this weekend tonight we would have been we would have handed out awards and have been cleaned up at this point and i'd be driving ready home for with my narrative award that i had in the bag obviously matt <laughs> would have best sports again yeah you brought it with you in your bag sports and first place uh <laughs> So the sad stuff, uh, you know, we had a lot of big plans for that, but uh, I kind of saw the writing on the wall on that pretty early on, and I think we wound up canceling it in March-ish, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. So, um, but um, just announced the club and want to announce to the greater um, uh, Warhammer community that we are going to do Battle Across the Realms, uh, I think it's going to be the third one. And it's going to be more narrative-focused. In fact, it is going to be a narrative uh, event. I won't even call it a tournament. Um, And what's going to be exciting about it, there's going to be a lot of more news to come on this, um, is that you're going to define how to win the event by yourself uh, based on your army's goals. So you're going to have a long-term goal for the event, and you'll have short-term goals throughout the games. Um, Throughout each game, you'll have one that you have to try and reach, and and you get to define how those, those work. You'll have things that you may want to try to achieve um, as, as far as the objectives are on the map and everything on the table. So, uh, but, but a lot more to come on that. That's kind of the gist of it. Um, and so look, uh, look out on Twitter. Uh, look out on Facebook. If you're on uh, Renfor's page on Facebook, we're going to be uh, just releasing stuff little by little. A lot of playtesting still has to go into this, so it's the early stages. Um, Dave, Matt, and uh, Chuck are all uh, consigliaries on this uh, and partners and are uh, helping me out trying to uh, iron this out and figure out how exactly we're going to do it. So um, early days, and I'm planning it maybe for the spring springtime of 
next year. Hopefully we're out of the woods at that point and we can do all this stuff without um, having to worry about plans unfolding or anything like that. So that's why I'm going to put this almost a year off and then uh, hope that we're fine. And then I plan to do another one in the fall. And what the other exciting thing about this is you'll have a, you'll choose a character that's between five and eight wounds and this character can essentially get better. He can level up, so to speak. Um, but the other thing is, is your armies, your accomplishments will at the end of the event, um, be written into your narrative for the next, the next event as well. So those kind of go from event to event to event. So you can watch your army kind of grow, kind of compete, kind of reach their goals, not reach their goals. Um, and it's going to be done in a triumph and treachery style. So it's going to be multiplayer. There'll be three to four players on uh, every table. So uh, it's a lot of uh, camaraderie, a lot of uh, hopefully, you know, people talking to each other, having a great time on the tables um, throughout a, a two-day event, probably four games since it is multiplayer. But, um, uh, yeah, so a lot of fun things coming. I, I do have so, to say real quick, Neil, um, going to give you all the credit where credit's due. And you were doing this as a competitive event with the original Battle Across the Realms, but... When I think of the best tables in the U.S. Age of Sigmar scene, obviously number one, Steve Herner. No one's no one's ever going to top the amazing work he does. Those are gorgeous tables to play on, and they kill you. It's great. Um, two and three, I'm going to give. Actually, like I'm going to put it as a tie because I've only ever seen pictures. But your tables that you've you've created are very narrative themed and like robust and full. And then uh, the tables at Nashcon, same sort of thing. So like best best narrative tables, I guess I should qualify. Not just best tables, but best narrative tables mm -hmm. because I walk up to your tables and I know exactly what realm I'm in. I know exactly what like my story's going to be just from looking at it the way you have it set up. So I'm excited that you're doing a narrative event. Like it's something that I was thinking about doing, but since you're doing it, I can just play in it now. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> it's always the worst thing is like, you know, I build a, build a tournament that I enjoy and then I watch everybody else play in it with a with a single tier. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I, I'm sure you'll. I'm sure you'll get some some games and some, your own shenanigans. But I, I'm looking forward to it, and yeah, I, I'm all I'm all for it. So I can't. Wait. I, I want to add a, a little something uh, to go along with Neil. You specifically mentioned that each participant defines how they would be a winner of the tournament. Uh, what's important to me is someone who I don't jive well with that competitive tournament atmosphere. Um, just because I'm terrible at this game. Um, but uh, I think what's really important is if there are 32 participants, there can be 32 people going home saying, I won my tournament, which is 100% true because each person defines their win conditions. And my win condition and yours may not be incompatible. So you and I can both win the tournament or the event, whatever. Um, and, and I think that's important to me, knowing that whether or not I succeed is in my hands, not yours. Right, right. It, it'll it'll be interesting to see what people come up with. So another, you know, we're getting into <laughs> more than nitty gritty. And stop me, Chuck, if this is getting too much. But um, no, no, so the the other thing we're going to do with this is is I want people to think of this almost like a supplement to play Warhammer with. So um, when you pay your entry fee to the event, you're going to be getting back. You know the the battle across the realms rules supplement. So it's going to have it's going to be a binded book of some some sort. We haven't figured that out just yet, but it's going to have all the rules for the event, and then all the you'll have to write a narrative for your own army, and you have to send me pictures of the army fully painted, 
of course, um, in as well. And we're going to take all of those narratives. Um, we're going to put those into the supplement as well. So let's say we have 32 people who come. Inside of this book will be 32 narratives for everybody's army. Um, and it's going to say what their long-term goal is. So you're going to know, you know, how how people are trying to win win their own event essentially. Um, now you won't know what their 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 in-game goals are. Those get to be kept secret um, unless you want to try and uh, figure those out. And there's rules that go into that. But um, anyway, the, the book itself is is going to be a, an interesting adjunct uh, to I hope anyway for the way it turns out. Um, and, and again, something that's going to grow. So when I say, you know, you finish this one event, you move on to the next one. When you move into the next event and your narrative grows, you, you can include everything that happened in that last tournament into your own narrative. Um, it's going to be played in the realms. So there's going to be seven realms. And what we call it Battle Across the Realms, Triumph, Treachery, and the Eight Points. And and so there's going to be a table that's the Eight Points. So you can try to control the Varen Spire, and that could be your, your narrative. So you, you want to try and get into that, uh, well, you know, push your way into the Eight Points and then hold it throughout the event. That's something that you can do. Um, and if you did do that, then that gets written into your narrative. And so when the next event comes around, people can read into that. So And you also start in the Varen Spire. That'll be your start location for the next tournament. So... Um, just things to, I think, things that I haven't seen before personally in uh, in Warhammer events, uh, Age of Sigmar events, and uh, I hope it's something new, and I hope it's something that people are going to enjoy, and there's going to be, a, you know, who knows how this is going to change in the next six to eight months with <laughs> playtesting it and everything else, but these are the initial ideas anyway, so. Well, I'll tell you right now, for my hero, uh, Techless trained him wrong as a joke, and he thinks winning is losing <laughs> and losing is winning. Uh, <laughs> Love it. <clears throat> That's a Kung Pao reference for anyone born. Uh... <laughs> yeah, but now, Matt, if, if that's what you go in as, this will be the only time you ever go 5-0 and in a tournament. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. There you go. It's a guarantee. <laughs> <laughs> well, the uh, good news is as, as we get further along, I'm sure we'll have an entire episode, if not a few, dedicated to this um, where... Where Neil, you can you can wax poetic for hours about it. So uh, there'll be plenty of time for that in the future once we start getting the playtesting going. But I'm in. I have one more question about it before we move on here. So since the uh, initials for this is is bar, how many kegs are you bringing to the event? There's one at the last <laughs> we, one, right? We we uh, two two ago two actually ago, two, two ago. ago. So no, I don't I don't know. How... <laughs> I have to talk with the uh, the venue uh, owner about that kind of thing. That was a little bit of a mess the first time, but it was fun. Um, yeah, so we'll have to see. There is a bar underneath of it, so there's your bars, right? So I sense we, uh, some. Uh, I sense a future partnership right there. That's... <laughs> no, no, nobody's ever uh, who, who's seeking libations have, has gone thirsty at any one of our events. <laughs> That's very true. That's very true. Uh, well, what about your fitness? You know, I know that I know that core's light's really good right now, but uh, what are you doing to really not good. not damage your body? To not damage my body, I went on a little bike ride today. So Ooh. took uh, went out with the family and uh, had my son. We have this bike. <laughs> it's, uh, you can attach uh, an, another wheel to the back, and so my son is six. He's still not ma- quite mastered the, uh, the, the the no trading wheels bike, so he sits on the back of that, and he can pedal and help me out. And uh, 
And so we both kind of go around together. So that was a little bit interesting going uphill with him back there. <laughs> Especially when the seat wasn't my height. It was set for my wife. So it was <laughs> significantly shorter than I am. So that was, uh, that was some interesting uh, – that was some good exercise is what that was. That's what that sounds good, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> let's, uh, let's, go, let's go to uh, maybe potential permanent host of the show uh, or just sparing guests depending on if we leave them in the dust or not. Whenever he decides to be late, uh, that's fair. <laughs> Dave, what's uh, what's on your hobby table? Uh, on my hobby table, I've got some uh, of the delightful uh, terrain uh, that was donated to Ren for by uh, a a couple of gracious uh, fellas that uh, have come up from Columbus for our tournaments. Uh, so I'm I'm working on some of the Ren for terrain, which is uh, obviously going to be uh, a big part of the the whole tournament uh, or event scene. Um, so uh, that's been keeping me busy, uh, and I have yet to get the A-OK from Neil to say, hey, this stuff's fine, but uh, <laughs> tough luck, it's getting painted this way. Uh, <laughs> so that's that's been my, my hobby focus of late, and, and trying to wade through Neil's grammar on the, the drafts of this uh, bars stuff. That's, I can that's... I can barely speak, much less write things. So, player to <laughs> dice roll or have more dice. Yeah, Yoda would write a clearer event document there. So. He's not wrong. Uh, Neil, it says here the player has to eat the table. Uh, <laughs> uh, a couple fours light in at that point. I don't remember. <laughs> that's what I wrote. Has ruined me. Well. <laughs> that's great but as a potential permanent host of the show what's what are you doing for your fitness now you have to do something well so i i'm still uh, uh, i'm i'm on the weight watchers so oh, that's I'm right you're keeping your, an eye on those your power keeping level an eye on those points i uh i have been uh, <laughs> yeah power level diet there it is um i've uh I, I had not done enough this week because the weather has been not cooperating and I have also been not cooperating. But today I went out in the 700 degree heat and 200% humidity and mowed the lawn. So <laughs> it counts. <laughs> it felt like three or four workouts today. It was awful. <laughs> how, how, wait, how big is your yard? How long, is it, uh, how long does it take you to cut your grass before I judge you here? Uh, 45 minutes. Okay. All right. All right. That's a cardio. I'll give you a cardio. It takes me an hour fifteen, Dave. That's that's that's, yeah. That's child's play, Dave. It takes me an hour fifteen. But Neil, that's an hour fifteen with you chugging beer. So that's (laughs) I go in straight lines. (laughs) That's easy mode, Dave. Yeah, it's harder to uh, mow your lawn in swirl patterns. (laughs) (laughs) There, starry night. Oh, you damn mountain man. <laughs> <laughs> next time, next time. Next time. All right. All right. We 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 we're not we're not mad, but we're disappointed, Dave. That's that's where we'll leave it there. I'll I'll, I'll try to do better. <laughs> all right, Matt. I know I, you're excited right now. You're going to show something on the video even though I'm not putting video up anywhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll do it. What's your hey, hobby? What's for, your ho- for for people on the podcast uh who can't see anything Look at my new battle tome. <laughs> uh, so, can, so can as far as that hobby, picture out, 
Hold that picture up one more time. And I want you to tell me, how does that guy swing that hammer past that helmet? How does that happen? I'm sorry. No way. Neil, Neil, are you are you doubting the the martial prowess (laughs) of the elves? Are you saying that they can't they can't compensate for the horns on their helmet? He's clearly so going no sidearm. Actually... He's clearly going sidearm, and we're talking about the Lumineth Realm Lords, in case anyone. Yes, uh, that's what I was going to say. I was like, I held up the Lumineth Realm Lords battle tome <laughs> since we never got to that. No, I figured it out. The the you know whenever you roll a six and it explodes, what they're actually doing is they're hitting the helmet, and it's the it's the vibration <laughs> that are doing the mortal wound or the extra damage. That's. No, I think it should be like on the six to hit. It's they hit the helmet and it spins and they gain flying for the next turn. Like, that would be great. I think I think if anyone's complaining about, uh, you can you can not like the look of of the tall cow helmets. I'm not gonna like that's fine. You can not like the aesthetics of that. But if someone's going, oh, how do you attack with that? It's like okay, well, <laughs> if you're wondering how elves do anything, look at any elf range in Warhammer. Okay, they just do. <laughs> It's all that the, way. The, the cone, yeah, the 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 dragon prince uh, helmets from from beyond. I, I think they were bigger than the actual guy. Yeah, not, <laughs> not, not to mention like the the dragon, uh, the lances, where it's like this has to be some sort of magical metal because if this was just like basic, even like steel, it would just not. You couldn't hold it up. <laughs> no, well, and, and... go ahead, Matt. I am I am interested. Uh, I am tempted to wait for the. Uh, stone guard to come out and give the uh the croquet mallets to the to the uh the cavalry and come up with my own new <laughs> blood bowl <laughs> I, like blood I will polo. say <laughs> i will say and I, I need to come out publicly because i have been fairly critical of of them uh after perusing pictures of people working these things on Twitter uh, for quite a bit this weekend, I those spearmen and and the, the archers they are just gorgeous, gorgeous models. I mean, there's there's no denying that whatsoever. I, you know, the the horses as well. I've been uh, a little bit not critical so much of the models and the, the horses that you know. I just it just wasn't what I was looking for, but they're gorgeous as well. I can't say a thing about them. So it's great. So, my uh, mod so, tribe yeah. thinks they look delicious. So, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, so that's I uh, I ordered two boxes. Um, now I made it. I made a mistake and ordered one of the boxes with the um, white dwarf. So box one came in today. Box two will come in Friday. So because <laughs> <laughs> the white dwarf. Well, again, it has the rules for them in. Um, oh, the war cry. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so other than that, so right now the plan, I had, um, I ordered the, the roller from Green Stuff World because they came out with an elf one uh, that has actually the mountain rune on it. It has, like, some, the bullhead iconography. Uh, now, unfortunately, that has been on a boat for 13 days now <laughs> after ordering it three and a half weeks ago. <laughs> so <laughs> um, if it looks like it's going to continue to be delayed, I'm still going to try and build everything. And then I'm going to wait for my other box, build the other box. And if there's no status update, I'm just going to go ahead and start uh, being like a professional big boy. I'll buy some cork and start painting them without bases uh, and then worry about it whenever that shipment fin- finally comes in. Have, have you uh, looked at all at the lore in that battle tome? 
Uh, I just got it today, and today has been very busy. Okay. I was right. I was going to um, I was going to read it like I was going to like okay from this time to this time is just book time. But then uh, a buddy of mine was asking for help in uh, an MMO, and I decided to write a took two hours to write a guide for him. So <laughs> that's fair. I just think this was hilarious that Chuck said. Matt, have you read the lore? And when you said no, he covered his mic and you could see him screaming oh, obscenities. It was terrible. <laughs> oh, yeah. yep. His eyes are still bloodshot. <laughs> it's listen, once you go cane, it just it just infects you, you know. <laughs> well, uh any other hobby outside that, or do you want to tell us about your fitness? Um, I don't know. Did I talk I think um no, I talked about the only real hobby I had last time was painting the storm the stormcast from Dreadfane. Uh, other than that, I, I got rid of um, probably close to eighteen to twenty three hundred points of uh, Nurgle. Uh, I unloaded I unloaded that hot garbage. Uh, <laughs> good, good. Now, now to be fair, whenever the next battle tome comes out and it's half good, I'll probably restart the army. So, <laughs> uh, as far as fitness goes. Um, I had a I had a piece of quiche this morning. Does that count? No. Is that no? <laughs> How violently did you eat it? <laughs> <laughs> did you burn more calories eating it? Than... <laughs> no, so uh, so as far as that goes, um, I uh, you know been kind of keeping the course uh, and trying to reduce fried foods and whatnot. Um, I bought a, a like a pre-made salad mix, so I've been having that for my lunches. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, of course, my um, the salad dressing I had was also probably about a year old, so that made me pretty violently ill for a couple of days. But you know, that's, <laughs> that's another way to lose calories. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> mm. I'm, not, I'm not sure we put that under the uh, realm of health. Yeah, that's like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> better out than in, right? Well, uh, <laughs> there is there is something to be said about not going backwards and maintaining is still progress. So. If you aren't slipping yeah, back and you, you haven't put on more weight, we'll count that as progress. What is what is that uh, the line from uh, the Simpsons, the uh, really old Treehouse of Horror? Whenever Bill Clinton and Bob Dole are taken over from by aliens, it's the I plan to go backwards, not forwards, upwards, <laughs> not forwards, and forever twirling, twirling. <laughs> go ahead, throw your vote away. <laughs> Oh man! (laughs) The two resident Simpsons guys. Oh man! That's right. Yeah. So that yeah, I said. I mean, again, eating healthier and uh, not. No, I didn't gain anything. Didn't lose anything, but that's always good. Yes. (laughs) I mean, it is. What do you want from me? Well, no, it's it's a shock that I didn't lose anything after my week. But hey, you know it's. Well, I guess uh, as for me, uh, my hobby, um, I also picked up a box of the Lumineth Realm Lords, but I read the lore, unlike Matt. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Actually, it took me about like two hours, 15 minutes to get through the lore, and it is some of the best lore I've seen in Age of Sigmar to date. Uh, You learn a lot about Hayish, clearly you learn a lot about um, the... uh, Lumineth Realm Lords, you learn a lot about Tyrion, which I wasn't really expecting. Uh, not that it was unwelcome. I was just I was reading this. I'm just like you could you could probably figure out 
um, <laughs> everything that he's he's doing. I mean, it makes sense because like he is tied to to Teclas as well, obviously. But it, it it's great, and there is there's one piece of lore I love in it. I can't wait for you to get to it, um, Matt. It's it's a haughty Lumineth prince who wants to use Daddy's magic light spear, so he teleports into the armory, <laughs> picks it up. It accidentally activates and shoots a beam of pure Haitian energy out through the army wall, armory wall, through a, like a a statue of Tyrion, through a human caravan that's like traveling into some city, through the mega gargant that's also attacking that caravan, and like others like <laughs> they get through like a forest and finally like causing a like a mini landslide at the base of a mountain. And all he does is he just puts it back and teleports away and goes, nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I, I, had, I had to reread it three times because I'm just like, what? I was not expecting this in here. <laughs> it, was, it was so good. Um, now I did uh, I did leaf through the book, um, and I have to say one of my um, one of the things that I'm most intrigued by was the uh, army structure. You know the 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 page with. Uh, where you see Teclas's ball chin uh, in the background in stone, uh, where they actually talk about the four different... Well, they don't talk about they show. So they show Mountain with the Alarith <laughs> models or, or units. But then behind it, they also have River, Wind, and Zenith. So Yeah, that, you get a lot about that in the book as well. That's uh, super enticing, and I can't wait to see what they have in store for Zenith. That sounds awesome. But actually, what I found really interesting, because they do talk the two two parts, and this isn't really spoiling anything, um, but the mountain temple. So in order to become part of the mount, mountain temple, you have to go in this, like, arch, you have to, like, it's like the classic martial arts um, style. You have to put your body through the worst to be accepted type thing, like push it to the absolute limits and see if you can actually handle to be with us type deal. Um, or I guess maybe not martial arts, just anime in general. Um, but for the mountain aspect, you literally have to bury yourself under the underground, and if you don't suffocate and you're able to breathe through the cracks because the mountain allows you to breathe, you just have to stay down there a week and you emerge and like your like body's like hard as stone. And then the same thing with the water they mention, you have to tie like tie weights to yourself, wade into this lake, and drown. And if you actually don't drown. Like you're allowed to breathe underwater and you float to the top, and it's like okay, and you're one of them. It's like it tests your spirit to see if you're worthy. I'm just like, this is metal, and I love it. <laughs> okay, kids, don't try this at home. Yeah, this yeah it's no. Like, hey, kids, you're not elves. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> this is like this is like old Salem witch trials. Like, well, you know, let's throw the witch in the water, and if uh, she floats, yeah, <laughs> she's a witch. She's, she's part of the water temple. <laughs> there is no fire nation, you know. So I hope the uh, Fire Slayers someday attack and we can finally make the Avatar references we demand. Oh my dear God, that would be the <laughs> longest game in the history of time. Yeah, it would be. <laughs> Regardless, it, it's, a, it's, it's a great box set. I love the lore. I'm excited for this army. Um, like I said, I'm... I, I still my trepidations of how do I change Teclas to make him look like a model that I want as opposed to what they gave us. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, it'll be fun. It's, it's nice to see people painting elves again. And I am going to, as usual, put my canine influence into this army. So 
Lots of witch. Mm. Yeah, no, no boo. No boo. Cain mm. <laughs> makes every elf better, all right? That's all I'm going to say. Mm. <laughs> long uh, live Teclas and Tyrion. May forever their ears be long. May they be Point delicious. <laughs> <laughs> may their blood prove they worthy sacrifice. Nah, whatever. Um, outside of that, uh, I did paint up a... Uh, my custom <clears throat> Sylvaneth here that I've had for a while um, called Miley Cypress which is essentially just an arch revenant with some with a, with a head swap with a Melusa head uh, and like a little bit of cane iconography um, I gotta write her lore still I put tidbits of her of where she's gonna come from and like some of my Tayrathi lore but uh, I'm gonna write that up probably sometime this week not that I plan to play the Sylvaneth army anytime soon but I, I just gotta have my heroes built and ready just in case i just decide to go you know next spring pull out my spring themed elveneth take them to a battle across the realms and and just play dave and just constantly make this pun over and over again and ruin his day by the way yeah. my wife loves that name <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't i can't take credit for it uh uh but uh yeah um it's it's one of those things like whenever it was said it was too perfect to not use so there we go I'm trying to think. That's that's pretty much been my hobby. Um, I haven't built any Lumineth yet. I'm going to get to that later this week, but we'll, uh, we'll see. I, I need to rework my lore and figure out my color scheme before I really start diving in. Uh, as far as... What's that? i got to say, I'm sticking with the cover boys. That's, I, uh, well, no. Normally, I like to try and find my own, but... No, not, to, not to get too deep. I, was, I like the... Iliatha Temple, um, and the bits we saw early on in the Warcom articles and everything like that was—they talked about magical cloning, which I really liked, and I have some good ideas. Uh, and the art for the color scheme was like this eggshell, greenish blue and yellow and red. It looked really interesting. And in the book, their armor's white, and they have like yellow and red robes. And I'm just like, okay, hold on. Well, I don't want another just like white and red army because I have. I have that with my corn and my stormcast technically, so I was like, okay, let me switch that up. And then when and I read your dwarves, oh yeah, my dwar- dwarves. <laughs> well, they're those are still square bases. They're 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 left left in the annals of time. But uh, hear that, everyone? He still has square bases. Yeah, um, we're all judging you. That's Chuck. fine. Wow, that's fine. Wow, that's fine. You can, you can we'll judge change away. him over just in time for uh, old I'm, world. I'm not going to change him over because they're. They're dwarfs. <laughs> it's there's no other reason. I'm just like nah. Um, shoot, lost my train of thought there. Oh, Talking uh, about the uh, color scheme. Yeah, color scheme. So I'm not sure what I want to do about the color scheme. And when I read the full page depth on the Iliatha Temple, they talked about the magic cloning, which was really cool. And then, then there's like a few parts from just like, man, it feels like this this great nation has baby fever because they talk about breeding a lot I'm just like this. can we just focus on the cloning <laughs> <laughs> like I'm all for propagating the races and, and, and flourishing realms and all that sort of stuff I'm just like I was not expecting that I thought it was all about the magic cloning it was going to be like a little bit more scientific but it was just like it's it's clearly like um, the uh, Anvalor uh, Av- Avonlor Avonlor from uh 
Ulthuan one from the end times because the whole realm of Hayesh is definitely like an Ulthuan one reference. So it's like I get it and I see the references, but I was just like, I just want to deal with the magical cloning guys. So are you are you gonna make all of your uh, Lumineth pregnant, male or female? No, no. green stuff. I, yeah, no. green stuff. That what, it's the opposite of what I want. I think what's and happening then, here is yeah. is that the the Lumineth parents tell their kids when they're asked where do babies come from they say magical cloning kids (laughs) (laughs) okay that's pretty funny i like that um it it made me go green stuff no and then that way every time you remove a model you can look at your opponent and be like how dare you (laughs) (laughs) not even you monster (laughs) not even for that joke i will not be doing that (laughs) <laughs> my goodness um, uh, now to be fair um, you know in, in the old lore uh, from the old world elves very rarely procreated yes. it was it was a rare thing and that's why the uh, the race was declining for so long so yeah. that's an interesting take on the new lore it, it's a very very like big it's a very much a, a flip from that and it, it is only this great nation that is like really pushing like propagation of the Lumineth uh, as, as a as a as a race within the realm so like I said, it's. I was like, you know what? Okay, I'm just gonna create my army, create my lore, focus on more of the magic cloning aspect because that's what I really dug about them originally, and do my own color scheme. So that's where I'm at with that. So if you want, if you want to follow through with this cloning thing, mm-hmm. what you can do is, you tell me which pose you want, and I'll give you all of my guys that have that pose, and you give me all of the other guys. Well. Maybe actually, because the one thing I am considering with the army is literally doing if I have, I'm not, I'm not going to have just a single unit of anything unless it's like a named character like Teclas or Altharian. So if I have a warden, one unit of wardens, I have two. If I have sentinels, I'll have two. You know, and just build that way. Um, just go go commit to the theme really, but we'll see. I like that idea too about swapping and actually having true t- true twins. And I think the lore for my character in the army is going to be that she is a clone twin. She does not know where her where professionalism. <laughs> Round one, go. <laughs> I think that's time. That's a that's an indicator to uh, tell us it's a uh, brush for higher commercial time. I thought so this I was like Pee Wee's Playhouse, and that was the no, secret I, I word one, of the man. day. So this we're trying out something new here. This is uh, this is going to be a themed. It is uh, awkward parent conversation uh, commercial time. So here we go. Ready. Brush for hire. Uh, you, okay, well, uh, your mother and I love you very much. Brush for hire. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'll talk about my my Lumineth Lord at a later date. Um, as far as fitness, I'm still doing CrossFit. All right, there we go. We're all caught up. <laughs> <laughs> How many kilos are you lifting? I don't know. I use. I'm. I'm still using pounds mostly. I haven't shifted. How many over. stone is that? That's getting. Ooh, oh, there it is. What is? Is, yeah. it, is it twenty-two? It's 20, fourteen. It's, no, it's twenty-two. Fourteen pounds to the stone. Okay, fourteen to the stone. Um, which is the worst thing ever. Yeah. Fourteen point three. That's. Yeah. Um. <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> Why did I just find a fifteen-pound stone? I don't understand. Because they were they stone. were weak, they were weak when they found that stone. They're like this is the heaviest yeah. stone we can pick up. 
This is the uh, unit system that uses horsepower to measure energy. Come on. <laughs> Let's just hook up that standard horse to the machinery. He's not going to like how we hook him in, but he'll take it. <laughs> uh, okay. Yes. Um, continuing CrossFit back at the gym. Uh, I'm lifting many stone, tons of kilos, more pounds than you can imagine. <laughs> I, I lift one stone. And that stone weighs 400 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> it's a keystone light. It's a beer. Uh, <laughs> now, Chuck, when you're lifting tons of kilos, are you lifting T-O-N-S or T-O-N-N-E-S? The I, short tons or the long tons? Actually, the long tons. No, 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 no. It's, it's see, I, I, I'm trying to be an Instagram influencer, so it's T-U-N-Z tons. You got to hashtag <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> Tones. <laughs> now, David, Just my now. <laughs> yeah, if my eye explodes, Chuck, it's on you. <laughs> all right. Yeah. My phone autocorrects all my words out of you after all my O's. <laughs> Every word begins the hashtag no matter what. Uh, anyway. So, tonight we're celebrating the fifth anniversary for Age of Sigmar. So, uh, I think we've all been around since near the beginning, if not the very beginning. I know Neil, me and you, we came over through the end times. Correct? Mm -hmm. Remembering that correctly? Mm -hmm. yep. Uh, yep. Matt, you, you're more 40k, and but you got into Age of Sigmar real early whenever you and I met. Yeah. Uh, and Dave, I, I can't quite recall when... Did you jump in early on Age of Sigmar, or like did you come from the end times? Yes. I, I came in, I, I happened to go into a game shop the first weekend they were playing with Age of Sigmar rules. So uh, it was just the right time. So it was post-end times, right after uh, Age of Sigmar 1.0 hit the, hit the streets. Okay. We'll, we'll cast back slightly before that, and this might be more me and Neil reminiscing, but the end times happened. World blew up. <clears throat> Neil, you and I are, are going, what, what the hell's going to happen? And then you start seeing these, these rumors appear on, online. And do you remember? Do you remember seeing the very first picture from? I think it was from Warhammer World in a, in a nice glass case. It was Seraphon on round bases. So, so actually, this is a unique. This is a, this is a you experience. This is not a me experience. Oh, and the reason okay. why it is is because I was in PT. No, no. I just finished PT school. I had, um, and at that time, it was still 8th edition. This 8th edition podcast wasn't playing a lot, you know, because of what, all the stuff that I was doing. Um, and, and then I had my first kid, and then my second kid. Oh, well, okay. And so I wasn't paying attention a ton, right? And so when I came back was, I think, maybe a month after it, it released, Maybe, okay. maybe not even that. We're talking when they put the PDFs out for all the old armies and everything. I, I just on chance, I came back and I looked at it, and it's just like, old world blown up. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, keep in mind, too, um, for, for people listening at home that may not have uh, been with the end times to Age of Sigmar or took a long break, um, during the end times, that's when Games Workshop was still not doing any sort of outreach to the community. Things were just happening, and that was it. You're like, okay. <laughs> yeah, James Workshop was definitely a completely different animal five years ago. So much and different. I think it's yeah. easy to forget. Well, it's. I have to say yeah. too that the way, and we're probably getting a little ahead of myself here <laughs> with all this, but with the way that Age of Sigmar came about, 
and it had a bumpy little road, and I, I think they would they they have admitted that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that they probably would have done some stuff different, but the way Games Workshop has come along and has engaged the community now with the game, especially over the last five years, and it's just gone from strength to strength to strength. Um, that was not the way it was. <laughs> In fact, <laughs> however it is right now, picture the exact opposite of that yes (laughs) that's how it was you would go if you were say a wood elf player you would go like 10 years between books (laughs) okay not six months not a year not two years not no we're talking years of the same book like editions would change and you would not get a book and and don't (laughs) don't don't even say the word faq don't even think about that oh yeah you were getting FAQs. You were getting points updates. If your army sucked, man, just bite your bottom lip, and, and that's either buy a new one or just 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 get to it, man. Yep. So, uh, it is a golden age we are experiencing right now. A hundred percent. Well, I I remember that very first image appearing, and knowing it was a you know, and all I knew was rank and flank square basing, and seeing that image, that first time, it it was it was very much a moment of, up until that point. I heard the round bases. I'm like, ah, I'll never do that. That's going to be stupid. That's awful. Leave that for 40K. Then I saw the image and I was just like, you know, that doesn't look bad. It was like, an, <laughs> it, it, it's exactly, I mean, it's, it's like a lot of things. Like, I mean, we've all done it with models. Heck, I might do that with the techless model. I might get him and be like, you know, or Matt might get him he and build him. He looks good on a square. And I'll just, no, not on a square, but like, some, sometimes pitchers do not do it just, or, you know, until you physically yeah. see something, you don't. Mm-hmm. Fully, like, looks different in person sometimes. Yeah, yeah, and, and it was kind of like that with with that picture because, like, in my mind, I saw my high elves at the time on rounds. I was like, nah. Then I saw the seraphon. I'm like, that's really good. <laughs> you know. So let me ask, as someone that didn't really get the opportunity to play fantasy, um, how much time had elapsed between, hey, the world blew up to, hey, here's Age of Sigmar. Uh. Well, that's a, Three that's and a, good a half question. years. No, 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 no. It, it was. <laughs> I want to say it, it was less than. It was less than three months for sure. It was definitely at least a wow. month, but you know, like think about quarter, a, quarterly and all that stuff. It, it, it yeah. was. It wasn't too long before we started seeing hints about things, and then I think when Age of Sigmar released, because like you know we got tidbits in the White Dwarf and. You know, we got the first Stormcast model, which was fun, fun weekend when we got the Stormcast model in the White Dwarf because everyone picked it up and started painting it. And there were so many different takes. And it looked so cool. And then the the game eventually, the first original starter set dropped. I picked it up day one, and they also had the. Uh, it wasn't like the base rulebook because the rulebook was just the four pages, and that was literally yeah. it. But there was like a kind of like a, a battle tome, like it had had a little bit more narrative in it, had some battle plans and stuff you could play in it that came out with it. Um, and then that was it again for a while. Like it kind of was very slow to pick up from there. And it was like, like as we all know, it was kind of a rocky start for a few months. And then community people started stepping in to develop points. And so we weren't just kind of figuring out and guessing how to play. And then we, you know, we got all the free rules, which, and, 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 and looking back on it, this wild West time within like this first, year of age of sigmar was fun like oh yeah you had the crazy rules people were trying different things out the community was really together because we were all we had to figure it out with yeah 
you know, for for me too, like when I've been in this hobby for a long time, but um, I hadn't engaged with anybody really outside, you know, just sticking in the basement, whatever. But when this came out and the rules were so wide open, and it, it wasn't just the rules were wide open because of how it happened, whether for good or for worse, um, the community was wide open too. You didn't feel yeah. like you were going out into something that was fully established. Um, it gave you, it gave me personally, uh, the drive to want to build something in the community. You know, build a build a gaming club, build whatever. I mean, there there wasn't anything there to be built, so there was there was an opportunity to kind of grow something from from literally the ground up <laughs> from yeah. from day one. So, which which is which is amazing. So. Yeah, actually, that, that's a good point to bring up too. When the world blew up, and and Age Sigmar rumors started coming up, so did the community. So mm-hmm. many people left. They didn't want anything to do with it. They were mad, whatever reason. That there was such a small handful of us, especially on Twitter, because that's and that's kind of where, like you said, like I started engaging with people on Twitter because I would be showing mm-hmm. up with my corn and stormcast army from the starter box trying to get people to try this game because i i you know it, it was kind of fun from the starter box because that was a balanced box of models but like no one wanted to touch it for months i just show up alone and sit and talk about it and people would ignore me and play 40k so you know i would engage with people on twitter but like that small group on twitter that formed like was really really cool like so many yeah. diverse group of people um, different views and all that, just going like, how do we make this game work? How do we help each other and do all this sort of stuff? And it really, we developed a very core set of values as a community at that point. Mm-hmm. That as people start, only actually, the faithful. Yeah, exactly. But as people started coming back later, as we'll get to, you know, people came in and just adopted those values as well. So it's it, it was a wild time, but I think it, ultimately yeah. it was probably one of the best things that could have happened to the community. Yes. Yeah. But, and, and, and the game. This yeah. is a better game than old you know, fantasy. Sorry, it is. The nice thing about it, the nice thing about it too, you know, with, with with that mass exodus, I think the people like you're saying, Chuck. Like I started to get on Twitter as well and try to engage with people. Um, met you on on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, and even the people like so so the people that I used to listen to on the podcast and things like that, like Helen Hammer and mm-hmm. stuff like they're out on Twitter and and I would start engaging with with people out there as well and you know whereas I probably wouldn't have beforehand yeah. if it just felt like like the gates that were up or, or were down were now up and you knew that everybody who was still in this game was was pushing it wanted the same things wanted wanted to experience the game with with other people you know yeah. um, there were the gatekeeping so to speak had just been wiped out you know um and just everybody just wanted to engage anybody who was just interested with it i would go to uh, uh the the game store that i went to and i'd bring two three different armies and i just sit them out there and i'd sit there for five hours yeah <laughs> i just yeah. like something i'm like here pick up my army and play with it you know whatever and i'll, sh- I'll show you how the rules work you know and so but, yeah. but eventually people did so it, pay- it pays mm-hmm. off and a, and a big, uh, big round of applause too for everybody who all, all the the content creators out there in the early days yeah. um, that, that really pushed South Coast <laughs> boundaries. South yeah. Coast GT, I remember, yeah. I remember oh, trying yeah. to teach Dave the South Coast GT rules. Yep. Way yeah. back in the day too. I'm like, here's yep. like they, they got this point system, and, and it kind of well, works, you know. Let's, let's and, not forget uh, early on there was MoComp. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, and then he also brought brought in in his mocomp, uh, which was a point structure. Also brought in uh, War Machine and Hordes battle plans, and that's when people in the community started realizing this wasn't the old edition of Eighth Edition Fantasy where you just try to kill each other and you you, you win. This was an objective based war game, and as soon yeah. as you figured that out, it became so much more fun than fighting in the middle. But, yeah, right. but then South Coast GT, which ultimately that became the basis for the true point system in Age of Sigmar Two. What was the system before that? Because I, I know there was one system that we started using, Mo, and Mo, then South Coast GT. MoComp was, was the first, and then was it Azir Comp? Yeah, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was one. There was one out of states, and then there was South Coast GT. And yes. I liked. Uh, I, personally, I was I was a big fan of South Coast GT, which was modeled off of MoComp. So. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We definitely. Uh, I think everybody went to the South Coast after that, which is why, like I said, GW. Yeah. Didn't, use that the basis for their points so the the one thing i never understood about these things was people would talk about the difference between a point system and a pool system and i could never understand how those two things were distinct so the life of me so what it was how many models you can manipulate while you're in a pool It, it was very anti-horde meta. It was very so. <laughs> so old fantasy had a system of where you paid points per model. So if I had spearmen, spearmen were worth eight points a model. Now we have spearmen in points per ten models. So the minutia of like, and then you could add shields for plus one point, right? So each model went up plus one point. Now mathematically. <laughs> It doesn't make too much of a difference, right? That's that's um, my answer. That's, but but that's what but, I keep but the thing is, um, is that with the characters as well, you build your character, and each shield that you put on, there wasn't a limit for for artifacts or anything like that. You would just pay for the artifacts that you put on them. So, um, a shield might be ten points, and this sword might be fifty points, and so you could. There was a little bit more minutia in in the list building. Than what there is with a pool system, although that's arguable, I, I feel it takes a little bit of the math out of it. So, so you're talking that's, that's, about the the resolution of it, the granularity right. is the difference, right? Because I mean, right. ultimately, with Age of Sigmar, it was this unit is ten points or it's ten pool choices, and it's like, <laughs> how is that different? <laughs> I, so I, I never understood, that. but I I started with Age of Sigmar, and like you said, Neil, you were trying to. Show me how the SCGT points were. It was all, all new to me. So yeah. I don't I'll know. tell you though, I I was so this week I was actually looking through my old uh, Grand Alliance order book, uh, and I'll tell you what, like I really feel like people didn't give the uh, the no points a, an honest try. I mean, that is uh, again, still open play. You can still do that. That's true. Yeah. But at the time, I mean, it was like, it was basically someone just was, you know, went out on the internet and just did the most sacrilegious thing you could think of. And it was like, no, it wasn't competitive. And, and I don't think they intended it to be competitive at first. And, uh, but it was really fun. I mean, I remember playing open games with you where it was just like, okay, I'm going to put down... 30 Thunderers, and you'd be like, oh, okay, fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we just, and we I just kind of guessed, yeah. 
I, I played a lot of those games early days too. I think the hard part about it and why I was pushing like SCGT and, and, and that kind of stuff early on, even though a lot of people hadn't heard anything about it, was that it open play almost requires you to have a yeah. very off-balance game first, and then you can kind of figure it out. And if you're playing just a buddy, you're like, okay, well, that didn't work. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that was way yeah, off. I think there's plenty Let's of those next games, time yeah. do this, right? I think and that's I think one that's of the things is, is tough. Yeah. As an o- to play open play, uh, aka original Age of Sigmar, <laughs> you have to actually have a very good understanding of your army and your opponent's army. And you also, again, dipping into narrative a little bit, you have to have an understanding of what the game is there for. Yeah. You know, because if you're just going to keep going back and forth of like, oh yeah, well, I'm going to put this on. The- <laughs> you know, you'll have a Age of Apocalypse game going on here in no time before you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I want to uh, I want to do a quick quick thing really on before we start moving past the early parts of this. Um, Matt, you'll remember playing in this. Uh, and Alex, uh, our, our Russian spy friend, did as well. Um it was the first true tournament for Age of Sigmar thing that was kind of released, and it came through Games Workshop's official channels. I got it from my front or my friendly local game store. It was called the Trials of the Ogahir, O I G H E A R, and it was run at Warhammer World. But they put out the pack, but like they didn't really put it out because, like I said, they didn't have a community team. So I think it was just the three. Maybe maybe there's one or two other people playing this with us, Matt, at the at the old club location where we had an army. I think we were using MoComp at the time, and yeah. you also had to have a hero character, much in the way that we're doing these narrative events that we love so much. And it was based upon like essentially like like a small section that was essentially Kislev redone in the Mortal Realms. And like I, I still have the PDF, so if anyone's interested, I could send it to him. It it was a fun, yeah, it was it was really fun, <laughs> and it was like the first like like I gobbled it up because it was like we were finally getting some stuff to know about the Mortal Realms, which was still a mystery at this yeah. time. Yeah, but some of it still is. Hell, at this yeah. time, we didn't know if Stormcasts were people or not. Like we don't even know. <laughs> yeah, like, which, which then led into the 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 Realmgate Wars, and we got what was it, five camp four or five campaign books of the Realmgate Wars, which was probably four books. Four books. Yeah, I say I have them. They're down by my feet, so I'm glad you have them at yeah, eye level. I'm just looking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, which compared to. Like they, they were good. They were giving us some info as focused and actually, I think there's a little bit of Gairan, obviously, um, and a little bit of Shaman. Um, and it was nice to start seeing Stormcast, seeing that they were people getting more and more lore f- coming out. The, the thing that I will say is compared to what we got in the end times, these were kind of like not scratching deep enough on that itch. It was, so, it was nice to see support, but it was just like, I want more lore now, please. <laughs> What's kind of funny is I remember getting... So when I first got into Sigmar, they had the first of those Realm Gate Wars books. I mean, it wasn't Quest for Galmaraz. It was just the first book. It was the Mighty Battles in the Age of Unending War or whatever. I bought that because I did not believe that just the four pages of rules (laughs) were the rules because I'm so used to buying a bible of rules yeah, i'm like big, this book. has to be the rule book yeah. this, this is big this looks like the rule book and it's like, <laughs> it's like the rules are in there so i'm like yeah, this has yeah. to be it. like you yeah. know <laughs> I, you know so. I, I think i think i might do this over this next week um 
this just kind of like a mini celebration for myself. I'm gonna get I'll get some whiskey and I'll read through that book again, just to see how far <laughs> I've come. I mean, oh no, 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 you you have to do all five. Then you have to start with Mighty Battles and then one through four, the Realm Gate Wars, because it is a continuation of it. It's true, it's true. That's true. I, I mean, I will. That that, that would be a, that'd be a fun trip. <laughs> just to go through those again because and the thing is too like even the writers at the time they weren't given much to go on because i think gw was still figuring out what they wanted to do with it and yeah. like i don't know if they're expecting it to just be dead on arrival and like no one to care about it but then the small group of just like it's like no go 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 and you know <laughs> they're like okay um but yeah but we the, did but, get a lot of uh... We did, we did get a lot of audio uh, dramas and audio books at this time, too, yes. that were a lot of, you know, um, X-Army went to Y-Location and fought Z-Army and then went to you know, <laughs> B-Location. And, I do and really wish Z. they would have done, like, a series of narrative videos kind of, you know, explaining the, the Mortal Realms from the beginning because, boy, there was so much different everything going on well, so and uh they, they were very much learning what yeah. not to do which is fine they, they learned from it like let's let's be very <laughs> very honest that they learned from what they did wrong in the first first <laughs> release of age sigmar i, well, I will say too uh, they, they so the, the opportunity to grow with the realms i know a lot of people were upset like oh well this there's no lore to it there's no but again like we all got to be a part of building that. I don't know yeah. if you guys remember the uh, the was it called the Summer of War this, campaign? Actually, actually, that's that's next on my my docket here. That was the year after, called the Season of War. Season of War. And it it yeah. was right after the uh, the Realmgate Wars campaign books ended. Um, yep. And yeah, this is where the community interaction with Games Workshop really started happening on a mm-hmm. level that was more than nothing. Right. Um, and, and then. I'm gonna I'm gonna open up the folder here. I still have all these. Like I said, I keep everything. Yeah. <laughs> and like I said, so uh, Dave, yeah, Dave, ahead. Dave, and I played through the all, all these uh, scenarios. By the way, so that's uh, that's yep. really when we really got to play playing a lot, Dave. Yeah, yeah. this is where the is... season of war is what brought Chuck out a lot because he and I were playing at our local <laughs> Warhammer store, and we were recording those wins like nobody's business <laughs> yeah. yeah and is that actually south coast gt points were in full use by pretty much the entire global community at this point yeah um i was running a club i actually at uh not my local club we were playing games out there and doing that but we only met once a month um but a second store near me i was running weekly nights playing this and we had people just loving it it was really taking off and and i'm not sure if you remember i, I have like i said i have everything saved but there was one time when death was ascendant like death was scoring more victory points so they put out this thing like where nagash gave favors <laughs> like and then there was one for like chaos and just super cool um and and we were we were fighting over something real there was the three cities uh the living city the Greywater fastness and the phoenicium they were who's going to control it so all four factions were fighting over it and it, it you know Order eventually won today over over everybody else. I, I think mostly because there was more order armies just to choose from. Yeah, it, but yeah. it wasn't like Stormcast was still huge at the time. I think. Yeah, it wasn't a blowout, <laughs> but like, I think this is where things really started. Like the traction, like the wheels finally stuck, and we were getting moving. Um, now, uh, yeah. Chuck, you you've obviously got a timeline in front of you here. When was their first FAQ dropped? I don't have a full full timeline like like you probably are imagining i have all my <laughs> folders from all the events i ran since this began 
and just all my oh, okay. file dumps. Right. So that, that's what I'm looking yeah. at. So nice. Epic, not sure on that. Because um, uh, I think that was a big thing um, locally to, to sort of straighten some stuff out because I had hear, heard something's completely wrong at the, the one place I'd been playing where it was like, oh no, you can wound each guy in the unit and that's how, that's how multi-wound models work. And it's like, Oh my god! I'm never gonna win this game. <laughs> it, 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 it could be that was official like stuff coming from developers on Twitter or who knows, or that could have just been in the South Coast comp, and that's just what the community was saying. Like we, you know, it might have been what? us FAQing it ourselves at this point. I can't. I remember, recall. I remember coming in to the store multiple times to having people argue about can a unit shoot more than one target, and I like go in every single time like. Like, guys, look at the damn rules. Where does it say you can't shoot a second target? And they're like, yeah. well, it doesn't say anywhere that you can. I'm like, these rules yes, tell does. you what you can't do. Yes. There's nothing in the rules that tell you what you can do. Like, yeah. it's a negative rule which, set. Which actually was a very, it was a complete different thing from the old 8th edition. Yeah. So, like, I know exactly what you mean. It's like, it's like, can we do this? Does it say you can't? No. There you go. Yeah, but, I mean, it was literally probably six months of me constantly telling people, <laughs> like, no, you can, but it doesn't say uh, you can. What so, it, Matt, it Matt you can. what you needed to do then is say, look, the rules don't say that I can't slap the person with the stupid <laughs> yeah. question, so... <laughs> <laughs> That's how we end up getting things resolved. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> slap fights. They yeah. get that example. But, uh, so on, it's on, actually on, funny. Real quick, hold yeah, on. Go, a a go, quick go side story. So I had this, uh, I forget who I was talking with, one of my buddies. We, we came up with this idea that we should go to the other gaming store in our area and just be like, just like real quiet, like walk in Friday, get a table. And then like suddenly we start having loud rules arguments. And then we go slappies, slappies. And then we literally just <laughs> yeah, slap <maybe>. each other. <laughs> Until someone goes, all right, you're right, you know. <laughs> and, then we, and we were going to do this every Friday until other people started doing it, and then just never go back. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> start a trend. But just so I know that you know, there's a bunch of sweaty nerds in a basement somewhere slapping a piss out of each other. <laughs> but you know, if it if it really caught on, it would have ended up in the general's handbook. Oh yeah, it'd be a Nova thing. It's... <laughs> yeah, then Stormcast Strong would be really taken off. I can tell you that much. Uh, but yeah, I I did like how the season of war also made uh, Twitter. Uh, Neil, you probably saw this too, where we were engaging more because it was it, the the three cities were set. So Europe was fighting over the Phoenicium, U.S. over the Living City, the U.K. was over Greywater Fastness. So those countries would fight, and whichever faction within that country won is who controlled that city. So it was definitely more of a little bit more granularity to that. So, like, there was a few times where, like, U.S. was behind, like, Chaos was winning in the Living City, and, like, you know, the, the European Order guys would be like, come on, guys, pick up the pace! And it's like, it was a really fun... And then there's also like you know shit talking too, but it was all in good nature. Now, and what, what you, what you notice happen? now, to to right now, nothing like that's happened since. And 
what I want to point out is that was able to happen because we didn't have a ton of lore coming out. You know, now we get the Soul Wars, and now we, we get the kind of we, we they seems like they know where they want to go with it. So you don't have that opportunity to to write the history. So that was a really interesting time where you know we got to write some of the history into oh, yeah. the into the actual lore. So like, like when you read when you read a book and it mentions the season of War, now you're probably like, I live those. I'm a veteran from that time. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> that was the last time. My dispossessed were useful. <laughs> I, yeah, no, I remember so, rocking up with dark elves. I was, I just had to get executioner line and some spearmen, and we were starting. Yeah. And, at the, and I try, it was like two turns, and I was shot off the table. And I'm just like, I don't know what just happened. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, man. Like, I, and again, that's one of the things that's you know, it's sad to see you know the dispossessed where they are now because like I would literally roll up to the table with my dispossessed. And the other regulars would be like, oh, no, I don't want to have to deal with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what do you think? Because, again, because of, you know, order winning, supposedly, that's where we get all of the cities of Sigmar and whatnot. What do you think would have happened if order or, or I mean, or, or death or destruction would have won some of those? I think you wouldn't have those cities. I, I think. Do you think we'd just have different named cities, or do you think maybe. we would have maybe. cities of death? And... I think destruction. Uh, maybe, but... If destruction won, mm-hmm. then we wouldn't have had a city there at all. Chaos no. would have been like a stronghold. Death would be an interesting one, but I'm saying that knowing what the death lore is now. Mm-hmm. Like back at the time when you told me this, I would say that it would just be a, a death or chaos or destruction city. Or a portal to uh, Shaiish. It could mm-hmm. be. What I can say, here's the numbers. In total, when was this? This might have been three three great cities fought over across 1,000 separate battles at your local stores. Uh, 415 battles won by order. 256 won by chaos. 136 by destruction and 108 by death. So that's uh, not that's the numbers. Now that might have just been U.S. only. I can't quite recall. I didn't. It's not listed on this. It's probably. It probably is because I mean, like, well, you was, and I played at least twenty games. So, <laughs> well, listen, this was still a very small community at the time. Yeah. Um. But yeah. This was. Um. This is also so back when I started Ren Four. This was also what kind of keyed off some of what the hobby hero. Um, if you know about my club i I have a hobby hero system which has points and um what we do is we kind of keep track of who paints or who plays um what factions and 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 so there's there's a little bar graph that harkens back to this exact thing where how much did did you know hobby did you put into order chaos death and destruction and a lot of that came from this just that that pie graph (laughs) <laughs> we saw, and that's what kind of got me thinking about the idea with that. Um, so yeah, it had a lot of fallout um, for, for me personally into you know things that I did with my own club. Yeah, and it and it worked. And then right piggybacking off that into the next year, because I think this was also that was like late summer when the, I think this this season of war happened. So then we went into autumn and and then obviously winter and all that stuff and forty k stuff happened. I'm sure. Um, then 2017, we got the Firestorm, which was where we got to see the cities. Uh, you know, it was, a, it was a narrative map campaign, uh, you know, because they knew that Order had won. So it was, you know, I forget, I forget exactly when it was released, but, you know, we, we played that at my local club. And, and to me, 2017 is when this hobby really 
really started moving forward with me because this is when I said I love this hobby, I love this community. I'm I'm making some great friends that are you know obviously friends for life, friends to this day. But that's when I started going to events as well. That's when my first year at Adepticon, uh, my first year yep, at Nova, too. Coalescence. This was the Coalescence's first year, which was the narrative uh, gaming day set up by the Neo Network uh, narrative event organizer Neo, um, and then also. Hashtag bring back coalescence. Yeah. <laughs> and also, this is the first Ren 4 I went to because, Neil, we met officially at Adepticon mm-hmm. that year. I mean, we met on Twitter, yep. but like we got to meet and know each other. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, I didn't realize how close you were. So, which Ren 4? <laughs> Three and a half hours being close. I, people, I mean, really. People, people in England are shuddering. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so this was the Ren 4 Season 3 Tournament, Winter 2017. Let me see. Was this the singles or the doubles? I think this was singles. This, this is singles. singles. This is 12 singles people. Was the first one. This was 12 yeah. people in this tournament. Yes, I remember yeah. I, brought, I brought my corn because I saw your corn, and I decided to do my corn because Matt gave me a lot of corn. Because Oh, yeah. Because me, Matt, me, you, and Alex were going to do a Path to Glory where we yep. chose each a Chaos God. And I was going to do Slanesh. And then you you went and bought all the Juan Diaz Damonettes. You bought all this Slanesh <laughs> stuff, and then you felt bad, so you gave me your corn. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that was the worst tournament as far not not as far as having, I had to blast. It was great, but the worst dice rolling tournament of my life. Mm-hmm. I did not win a priority until turn three, game three, which is the last game of the day. And at that point, I didn't have anything left. <laughs> and, it was now in that tournament. <laughs> One of the things that was fun for me to do, and you know, I'm always trying to f- figure out new kind of innovative ways to, to to do things. And so, I would interview people post game. Oh yeah, yeah. So as you finished your game, I would interview you. I'd take a video of you on my uh, my ridiculous iPhone and uh, I'd post to the club. So for people who weren't at the the tournament, one of my ways to try and you know get people more interested in this was uh, was interviewing people afterwards. So that was a lot of fun. I haven't done it since, and so there's a. There's your first Warhammer TV experience. You know, I was here yep. first, just saying. <laughs> are we going to get that at uh, Battle Across the Realms? We'll no, see. those interviews are happening during the games. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, look at look at what uh, Realms at War does. They do that stuff during the games. It's fun. It's be quick to be out. But uh, also, being my first Adepticon, I can also remember this was when, uh, you know, working with my friend uh, Tyler Emerson, Scrubbing Wells on Twitter, uh, we got GW and all the big names we could think of in the Age of Sigmar community at the time in the U.S. together in a hotel room at Adepticon. And to me, this is really whenever like GW, re- like I was like GW wants to know what what the community wants and how we can help. And it was such a great experience. I was scared to death because like everyone in that room was like people I looked up to. It's like people I never thought I'd, I'd talk to. And then like there's one distinct moment <laughs> I can remember. Um, you know after like nerves calm down and like we're all chatting and we're figuring out and and like offering ideas to GW and they're listening and they they actually they did a lot to implement it and it was it was great getting to know everybody but there's one time I, I had an idea pop in my head and to piggyback off someone I opened my mouth and want to say something and you're in a room of 20 people and you look up to 20 people <laughs> like very mm-hmm. very you know because you just met them, I look up to all of them. All of their mouths just shut, and they all looked at me at the same time. And I was just like, "Don't say." I don't remember what I said, but apparently it wasn't dumb. Because <laughs> all I could think of was, "Don't say something dumb here." 
Um, uh, and so when Chuck, you, when you brought me in on, on one of those meetings, I, I had the exact same feelings going on, and I'm pretty sure I did say something dumb. I, that's, that's, <laughs> but, I, I mean, those... Uh, uh, I've continued to set up and um, uh, help Pete Foley and, and, and GW, you know, have the have those groups gather to help help give feedback to games workshop and they listen and in in, you know friendship real friendships have developed out of that um between you know games workshop and people to community too which is just it's just fun to see because you know we're all we're that's whenever we all started realizing okay we all just love these games let's just make it the best we can that's all we all care about here Mm -hmm. um for those of you guys too like just just Having been in that room with the uh, with the Warhammer community guys, I mean they they really do love this game as much as every one of us. I mean it it was it was a joy to to get in there and even talk to them for a little bit of time, you know. And they're they're more than willing to engage with you. Just nicest group of guys. They they really want to know what you're thinking about. And and you know they're sitting there in that meeting and they're scribbling notes like crazy. Yeah. I mean they're it's not just lip service. Yeah. They are listening to everything that everybody says. Now whether whether they've got ultimate veto power. Oh of yeah, course, absolutely. Right? But you know they're they're. Um, but but they're listening, right? Yeah. And that's all you can ask for is but that somebody listens. You know, when you have when you have uh, Pete Foley, Ben Johnson, and and Jess Bickman in the room listening and taking notes because they care. It, it was such a good feeling to know that this this community and this game it's really going to go somewhere special because we're all in this together. And it really felt like that. And then you know wasn't much longer after that. Like you know these things really started taking off because the forty k community was you know rallying too with what they had going on i i i've been in and out of 40k so i don't know their community history like the age of sigmar one but you know it's like warhammer tv happened i think around this time like and their interaction was just flawless i will say too this was also the first year i went to nova open and matt matt you came with me right i believe so yeah yeah i believe that was the first event that's the first event I went to for mini for for wargaming, and then uh, yeah, yeah, because we did we did the teams. We were both Stormcast. We were Thunder Buddies. Yeah, Thunder Buddies <laughs> still got the shirt. <laughs> yep. so I remember I remember uh, Vince Ventrella walking up because uh, I had met him at Adepticon, walking up to us and like, oh, there's your armies, and he's like, I like the blue ones, which were mats, and I was just like, oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that's also where I opened my mouth at Nova and was wondering why the uh, GT was allowing unpainted models, which then leads into 2018. <laughs> Spoilers, where I started uh, as the, uh, the the TO for the Nova Open GT. Because the, the, the prior uh, prior gentleman, uh, I believe his name is Brian, did, did he, he ran a fantastic event. Like I said, it's... Differences aside of whether you like painted or unpainted models and events at that level, he ran a great event, but he was unable to come back. So that's why they said, "Hey, you open your mouth, can put your money where your mouth is." And I did. Yeah. It was it, it was fun. As a, as a quick aside, I'd like to point out that if I didn't have as great of a time as I did at that event, I wouldn't have gone to any others. And you know, mm-hmm. now look at us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I, I was at that event as well, Chuck, and I, I had a blast. And that was when you ran it as six games. Right, yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah, Oof. yeah, and so I had my order Draconis six games, baby. Yeah, thanks, just, Jack. I also three, three. minutes of table Loved time it. for there. Listen, I, all <laughs> I have to say is, thank God Matt was with me in running that event, because <laughs> boy, do you like, do you, like I learned quick 
how much work goes into like any event i knew like running events at the club but like it was a whole new level like and matt has the best picture and you should put it up on twitter it was the most candid shot it was like end of the day of the second day and he's like hey chuck look here and it's the one of the few pictures where you see me and i just look upset i look defeated like the only the only emotion on my face is please give me a bed and a bottle (laughs) i mean i remember i remember I felt like an emotional EMT that whole day, yeah. like, <laughs> like, like sitting there with the emotional paddles. Okay, Chuck, everyone's having a good time. Clear. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it was it was a weird feeling to like I nothing was going wrong. I mean, Age of Sigma no. is, a, is a great system and it's very simple. And all the questions, especially at that time, like there was no hard rules question. But I was constantly anticipating something going wrong. So my adrenaline did not stop until that final game ended. So, like I remember, I remember, I, like, I remember being up in the, yeah. in the in the bar Sunday night <laughs> with Pete Foley, and he's just like he hands me a beer. He's like, "Smile, you don't have to do anything tomorrow." And I was just like, "You know, you're right." <laughs> like I just couldn't turn off. It was weird, but so so at this point in, in knowing Chuck, I've been to two coalescence um, events that he'd run. He'd been to multiple events that I'd run. Um, hangout days in between multiple mm-hmm. adepticons and um <laughs> so i remember being in finishing this game and i see him over there like standing next to one of the tables and chuck had been kind of perusing the tables as he does during these events and so i go i go running up to chuck i'm like hey guess what this 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 happened and he just puts up a finger like this and apparently he's in the middle of a rules dispute <laughs> just yeah. the, the look on your face was just like it was oh. just all business i was like oh oh yeah, he, he definitely looked like someone had microwaved his brain and then dehydrated it. Like, yep, yep. oh god. Um, but that said, I mean, we'll get to 20, 2019 later. But it was much easier, much better because of what well, I mean, we'll talk about when we get there. But like I said, Adepticon happened. It was great. You know, GW continued to want to meet with the community. Things are going as you said. Coalescence. Uh, I went to both the Ren Four events, which I think the fir- the there was the summer one. And then the winter one was the first battle across the realms, according to my uh, mm-hmm. little yep. notes here. Mm-hmm. So um, that was the one that we did the uh, so we did the uh, all the awards. So all my my awards are always random, always random because uh, you know uh, the way I feel about it is I just don't want the rich getting richer. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so we always do random gifts, and this time we did um, we wrapped them. And so uh, it was like, uh, you know, Santa's bag, basically. And we did raffle tickets, whatever, you know, for you got certain for doing whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we, we just kind of handed them out randomly, too. So uh, and then somebody won the big prize. And I think we were at that point charging 50 bucks because we were still really trying to get the tournaments yep. off. The That was the first two day. The first battle across the realms was the first that was, two day. Though. That was where the keg started, too. <laughs> Or was uh-huh, attempted, yeah. or was attempted, yeah. <laughs> also where it ended. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, somebody won an, an who, Archeon. Who was who that? Who was that? Yeah, that was yeah. that was me. My name was randomly drawn. <laughs> and you had the best part is you had the you had the, the boxes numbered. You could kind of tell like what was a start collecting box. And I was just mm-hmm. like, Did anyone choose one yet? And you're like, No. And I was like, I'll take number one. He threw it to me and I was opening it. It looked. I thought it was a start collecting box. I'm like, okay, cool. This will be my next army. And I opened the top. And I saw the <laughs> chaos symbols. I just started laughing. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> and we were really happy to be able to do that. That was a lot yeah. of fun. I think we had 20 people at that event, and so we, you know, I always try to have a lot of 
I've done different things through different tournaments. Sometimes it was just, you know, whatever your entry fee is, you're getting something, you know. So uh, um, we had we did dice one year. We did mugs with the Ren4 uh, yeah, logo the, on it. Yeah, the uh, T-shirts one, the, for the first one, yeah, yep. which we need to do again. But um, And so and, that year we just did a ton of prize support, a and, ton. You know, I still yeah. have my Ren4 T-shirt, mug, and dice. Yeah, actually, <laughs> my, my Ren4 mug is my mug I use at home. Like, yeah. it's, 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 it's always there. Uh, now, but, 2019 for Dave, um, I can remember because I went in 2017. Well, well, hold that, hold that thought real quick before we go to 2019. We're about to go there, but like 2018 too is also that's when Age of Sigmar two, we've had Malign Portents, we've had mm-hmm. uh, Soul Wars come out, and this is the launch that you know everyone's going. This is, should have been the real launch. Like this was a great way to launch, relaunch a game system. Um, and it, it's still like that. We're still technically in AOS two. Um, great rule set expanded a little bit. Armies are coming out. Everything's just moving and grooving. Community's growing. But it got rid of all the fun rules, like having to complain with longbeards in order it's, to get a buff. <laughs> you're right. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. We'll still we'll still hold you to that one, Matt. Yeah. Good, right. good, good, good. Well, I said, you can still complain all you want. I have I, I I've thought about it. I have all those original PDFs still. I've thought about having like a gaming weekend with some people where we actually use those rules and play like we did like, like just to do it. But regardless, all right. We'll go. We'll we'll shift into 2019 now, and and Neil pick up your story. So so I've been convincing Dave, having been to was it 2019 was your first Dave? It must it must have been 18. Maybe it was 18. Okay, so it's 2018 was the first time that I convinced Dave to come out with me. And yeah, because 19 you didn't go. But um, yeah. what, what was your experience at the first Adepticon? Because mine, mine I, I kept on telling him, like, Dave, you got to go. I met this person. I met that person. Like, you know, it's, it's <laughs> like, it is like uh, Wargamer Mecca, you know? Like, this, yeah. <laughs> if you only do it, you got to do it at least one time, you know? So I finally convinced him to go. Yeah, my, well, my highlight of that weekend was still that that Friday game on my birthday, <laughs> pre-tournament. So, so I'm signed up for the the main event uh, with uh, with all the AOS and and 170 or 180 people, whatever. And Fridays, my birthday, my I don't even know what 37th birthday, and and Neil agrees. Yeah, we'll play a practice game. So there we go. We, I lay out my my crappy Seraphon list. He lays out his presumably crappy corn list. I don't know. I proceed to win without losing a model. It was fantastic. <laughs> now, now it's been mind, downhill since then. <laughs> I can't believe it. you're yeah. going to bring that up again. But oh yeah, that's totally I, I, I had not lost up. to that army. And he got Ever. me at a gotcha, and then at that point I just called it. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so this is yeah. this is very much under protest, but. Uh, <laughs> Also, I don't know if when Mr. David Corgis and I play, cool it's like to say too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dave, when David and I play, it's like two toddlers slap fighting. It's it's not <laughs> toddler bum fight. Nothing, nothing is happening here. There's nothing to see here. <laughs> there, there is no quality play going on. Yeah, that was that was 2018. You said right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, yep. I think the the follow up to that story was uh, that I liked because there's a continuation to the story in my mind because. Neil, you and I get to fight in the GT. Yeah. And I had my oh. daughters a cane. This is when they were released. This is when I, I, I found my true place in the Mortal Realms, which was with Marathi. Um, and during a club prep day, you had crushed me. Like, book came out, like, a couple weeks before. 
and you just you just destroyed me at a club day, my daughters. So we play in this event, and I know how to play this army now. <laughs> and I know that I can out corn corn. Yeah. And I pre- I proceed to just this is yeah. I proceed this is game four bottom tables. Yep. Yeah. That's like, that's like, I'm not doing spectacular. I had I had I, I I touched I touched the face of God by being on table two round one, completely destroying my opponent who was like had a very like chill very nicely painted stormcast list and I ran him over of 90 witch elves and like got max points. Then I got to table <laughs> 1 for the next game and that's where my fall to grace cuz I fell down to 53 by game 3. <laughs> cuz I got destroyed. Um yes, yeah, so we played and I was I, I pulled out the win and I, it wasn't like a blowout or anything. It was just like I, you know my army that was just, pretty bad. It, it was pretty <laughs> bad. It was bloody, but both, both gods were happy. But what made me more happy is knowing that I then sent you to Dave yeah, <laughs> for game Dave and five. I were playing on the second to last table. <laughs> yeah, after carpooling it was seven hours, yeah, we carpooled yeah. seven hours to Chicago to play each other in round five. Like, what the I, hell? <laughs> I play seventy percent of my games against Dave, and yeah, I played Chuck in one ga- in one game of that tournament, and I played. Yep. Played and and Neil, you remember who was playing right next to us? It oh yeah, it was Steve uh, Herner and Les Steve- Martin. And Les Martin, yeah. Yep. Either one of us would have liked to play either one of those guys. Yeah, and just and, and feel switcheroo. Come on. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, I'll tell you, I remember uh, game six on, uh, on Sunday where I'm trying to simultaneously um, be the ringer and help with counting up points. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so, like... I ended up I ended up ringing six games total, and so I'm like brain dead as well, trying to also resuscitate Chuck every twenty minutes, <laughs> and like and so like uh, I I remember sitting down for the sixth game, and and the guy's like, oh, so I'm on the I'm on the bottom table, huh? And I was like, did you have a good time? And then and he was like, yeah, and I was like. Well, you're not on the bottom table in your heart. That's <laughs> and I was like, so, so again, so you know, I know it's been a long weekend, and you know, I'm brain dead. I'm sure you're brain dead. You, you, you get the win no matter what. So if you don't want to play, that's fine. And he's like, oh, that sounds like a really good idea. And I'm like, oh, thank God, I'm just gonna be able to go back help. And he's like, you know what? Let's play. I'm like, oh. <laughs> and this was six. That was a six yeah. game. Yeah. yeah. And, like, and don't get me wrong. He was an amazing opponent. He was a great guy. But like, I was so like, just flip me over. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But uh, all right, all right. So let's move into 2019. We'll uh, take a look at it. So I didn't realize how much I did in 2019. Holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> you're so burned out in 2020 <laughs> sorry i caused 2020 guys um so yeah there was adepticon uh i actually didn't play in the gt this year i helped uh alex gonzalez with the gt as one of his many helpers which was where i was learning many lessons which made 2019 nova much better than it was and, and first and foremost was get lots of help <laughs> but uh yeah and, and I, i've told many times but alex thank you for letting me help out and teaching me everything that, that you and carrie and your whole team do because you ran you run a great event 
like depending on oh, doesn't matter how you if you want to do more narrative or competitive or however you want to like do that 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 doesn't matter but like how to run a great event alex does a great job and i learned a lot and you know i took the, I, there were some things i'm like ah, i can do it differently at nova so I'll, I'll do it my way there but like i knew what could work and what wouldn't work at, after this point um also i'm gonna give a little bit of a self uh self shout out here um this year i won my warhammer hero medal Oh yeah! This is also the year where Matt had the worst Uber experience of his Hell life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was planning on. So I had literally uh, been working for months on my Stormcast army because I started painting it, and I never really finished after the the Nova doubles. And but I got it. Like I got it done. And I, so I was all excited to be in the GT and everything. We go to and the Warhammer Heroes dinner. We're all dressed Warhammer. up. We have a great time. Yep, a super great time. And my phone accidentally slips out of my pocket um, as I'm getting out of my Uber back to my hotel room. And I know it immediately. So like I tried to stop the guy, but no, he didn't see me or didn't want to see me. Whatever. And so then the next. Uh, 30 hours from there is like no sleep, no nothing, just trying to get my phone back. Uber's no help. I eventually, and so like, I don't remember phone numbers anymore, so I'm trying to get a hold of people that know yeah. I had, I Morgan's had your, number. Your girlfriend called me or something. Right. I like, so I ended up, I ended up logging on to Facebook at the hotel to try and get a hold of you to try and get Morgan's number yeah, so then I could call her from the hotel. Because you were staying at a different hotel from me. I was at the yeah. main hotel. You were on a satellite right. one. Yeah. And so it took forever. But eventually what ended up happening was we were able to, because I couldn't log in to my email because I had two-step verification, which required my <laughs> cell phone. <clears throat> and so whenever I... But I had my phone or I had my my uh, email account auto login from my computer at home. So I called Morgan. I eventually got a hold of her. She was able to do it. And um, so she was sending me pictures of the GPS uh, through Facebook. And so I printed those out and I followed them. And it was literally to a set of apartments half a block away from the townhouse or from the apartments, I mean, or from the uh, hotel room. And, and, and thank you to yeah, our to amazing friend, Stephen, who uh, he, I will forever owe him. He uh, I was supposed to be in the GT at this point, And I forget if he, he I think was, it was no, between he was, rounds. He was between rounds because I was running and around he, helping. Yeah. And he was, he did his best. He gave me, you know, 20 more minutes than he really had to, to help me get around to figure out where everything was. And, uh, oh, man, I'll tell you, it still, blo- it still boils my blood because... <laughs> I can actually... I, you can feel it. I, I found where my... So I, I got as close to where I could with the with the GPS coordinates, and it was inside this apartment building that was literally I could see my hotel. But well, here, here, here's the thing: to, to not go too deep and dark down this rabbit hole, I encourage. No, we're going all the way. No, 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 no. We're we're gonna stop it here. 
because I encourage everybody that sees Matt at a, at the next event, buy him a frosty beverage and ask him about this story. It it is because oh. <laughs> oh. his animation one he's telling it is a necessary to get the aggression across. I, I like. The... I'll tell you one more piece. Okay, one more piece. Uber <laughs> driver's name was Luis. I remember what you look like. I remember what you drive. I remember your license plate number. I will remember it until the day I die. I have a certain set of skills. skills. <laughs> oh, man. So. Uh, if I end I'm, up I'm in your note. Uber again, I'm going to open an artery all over your backseat. <laughs> He's kidding. He's not actually going to do this. Yours or his? That's that's not clear. Happens. You had to figure out how to get blood steam out of your backseat because that's what's going to happen. Oh man! Like to say, Matt's just going really hard with this bit right now. Do you buy? Brush for hire. Paint with Matt's blood. Blood for the blood god. Oh, Hammer. It's like audience is old. <laughs> well, okay. Anyway, so, um, yeah, uh, I went to Wapaka this year, which was the penultimate Wapaka. I'm glad I did. It's nice to get to that legendary event. Um, obviously went to the Ren Four events. Uh, what else? Oh, and uh, Matt, you and I, we went to Holy Havoc. Got to see those. Oh. In... What's that? Uh, was... Man, I'll tell you, between Ren 4. You're too quiet, bud. Be a little quiet. Put throw, it, closer. throw it down the hallway. Professionalism. Right, just got to do this now. I got to do a little. Is this better now? That's a little too loud. Too loud? Tell me when. Tell Perfect. Me when. Stop. Right there. Okay. So, uh, I mean, between Ren 4 and, and Holy Havoc, I. It's the only thing that I, kept you in Age of Sigmar at this point. <laughs> yes, Cause, yeah. Because we didn't mention your prior year at Adepticon. You also had a bad experience. You got really sick. We won't explain why because oh it's my. not. In... <laughs> so we'll just, to, to, boot, to do as, as non-detailed as possible, I became extremely sick due to poor hygiene of the hotel. Yes. Once again, buy Matt a frosty beverage, and he'll tell you this story in an animated fashion. <laughs> it's great. But, yeah, uh, the Ren 4 events were amazing. That's when they were really – oh. you were flying with them. Also, I'd like to point out that this year was supposed to be – I know we're got, we, we haven't touched 2020 yet, but this year was supposed to be the year that Adepticon was going to go right for me. Yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> like we, hey, you didn't get sick, and you didn't lose your phone at Adepticon this year. <laughs> True. Your wish but, came true, but uh, uh, I want I want Neil Dave. I want you guys to talk about the Ren Four events this year because, like I said, they were really a great time, and it's really when it's just like this is a this is a, a event on the calendar. Yeah, <laughs> twenty nineteen events. Yeah, so um, we did um, this. This was the year of the summer, right? So there was was this was this summer? Um, yeah, I wasn't able to go to winter. Was this so the summer. hot summer? This was, was this a hot, hot summer. Oh, hot summer. Yeah, yeah. Okay, was, yeah, so hot this, summer. This so we had new venue on. at this point. Yeah. 
so so we had a new venue um, at uh, a buddy of mine, Matt Farrell Shops, called Battlegrounds. And it was a, it's an amazing, amazing place. It's got the best tables. They're really high tables. You don't break your back over top of them. They're built out of solid wood. It is amazing. And he's got tables throughout the whole place. Um, but it also happened to ha- happen to happen in the biggest heat wave of the summer. And when I say the biggest heat wave of the summer, I'm telling you, people all over the state, their air conditioning was blowing out. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it was of no fault of his. Um, and then you, you you put a lot of beef <laughs> to yeah. a small Oh, I bring, I bring more than my and fair so, share of beef, I'll tell you. Oh, man, we, were, we, were putting, we were putting fans in there. We were, we were try, I was trying to cool people down as best we can. But even that being said, I mean, it was a great event. Um, it, it, it went over really well. I think we had – I think we've been averaging about players. 32. Yeah. <laughs> Matt got to play five Skaven. I think there were five Skaven players in the tournament. Matt played all five, just the way it felt. Yeah. <laughs> hey, they were all different lists. And, 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 what, was, and Matt, what was that record, Matt? What was that record? Zero and five. <laughs> but Matt, Matt had his most amazing gaming week of all time. He killed three units over the course of the weekend. <laughs> I probably killed at least a thousand Ratmen. Like, <laughs> yeah. you do, you're doing Sigmar's work. Yeah. So Actually, that, that tournament went. Oh, good. I, I say I have to say I I was glad for that heat wave because I literally the week before the event I was on vacation in Ocean City with my wife. So I was coming to your event knowing that I was going to have no practice and I was just like I'm just going. For, you, you were doing a narrative <laughs> event. I'm going for the narrative event and I'm just going to have a chill time. Did you bring Ideneth? That was my Ideneth. And and I believe you uh, did take home Loremaster. I did took home Loremaster. This... And my, my display board was literally like, it was looked like a beach theme. Like a little, like, there's a volleyball. I painted up a, a, oh, a, yeah. a Sigmar <laughs> chest, like an igloo cooler. <laughs> and I grabbed sand from Ocean City and put it on the display board. So that's why if you ever go to the Ren 4 events and you see sand, that's me. <laughs> I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure it's still Forever. There. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's no getting rid of that. But, but, like, I came in, like, I was just wearing, like, the same clothes from vacation, and I was just handing out Mike's Hard Lemonades. And I, I'm like, I'm, I'm sure I got some good sports scores, too, because it was just, like, I just I, my beach vacation did not stop. It was just two extra days of beach vacation for me. Well, and your first game was on the beach table. It was the table that Neil made yeah. out with a with a bright blue like ocean mat, Which, and, and yep, he built yep. a oceanfront mm, yeah. uh, beach. Part, I got to play part Tyler of the, on that mat. It was great. Yep, and and that actually brings up a good point. That was the first time we had the uh, the monsters from Michigan come down a little bit, and uh, so we got to meet those guys. Went out to dinner with them that Saturday night. That was the first time I really got to to know uh, some of them, and so that was a lot of fun too. Mm-hmm. My Al. Al was a blast. Oh, yeah. Al yeah. was, uh, oof, boy. Now, 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 Neil. Al, Al was drunk at that uh, at that dinner. <laughs> now, Neil, I think that uh, that tournament was the first one where you came up with the stories behind the tables. Ah, so yes. you had the, yep. the little story, the, the narrative hook for each table to go along with the theming and the realm-based terrain and all that so, stuff. So, so we that's did where... Some- yeah, we we did something that is is I think uh, unique and able to be done at a at a smaller level of a tournament when you're dealing with like 32 guys. Is we had two tables in every realm. I think one one might have had three or something like that. I don't know. I can't remember how the numbers worked out. But uh, every realm was represented. We played with the realm rules. Um, if the table was in beasts and I had terrain on the table that was like a lot of like the chompy flowers or whatever else, um, then, then everything on the table that looked like it should be deadly was deadly terrain. So if you got on that table with the jabber slides running around and there was, there's a lot of terrain on the table, it, it's all, it's all uh, what, I, what I like to think is match play centric. 
Trick where you can still get your guys in. It's all based and everything. So, you know, you can use the match play rules, but at the same time, everything will try to eat you. And if it does eat you, good. Then yeah. that's the way <laughs> I want it to happen. Okay. I, I, I do not care about randomness. And, you know, if, if Steel Rain happens and, and your whole army gets wiped out, Sorry well, about your luck, but that's awesome. Like so. I said, it's like we had we had forbidden power out at this point, so like you were really able to theme those tables, you know, mm-hmm. endless spells running around it. Yeah, yeah. So, and I think uh, I, I've never heard too much, too much from like the real match play centric guys that you know it just didn't work out in terms of you know having that little extra narrative in there. Uh, it, it certainly wasn't the uh, you know. Here's a mountain over here, and here's a mountain on the exact opposite side, you know. And well, I, so, the, uh, I mean, that, that's the thing too. Like with this game, like competitive narrative can blend <laughs> so well, and I think you you branched that so well. Like if you want, you 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 gave a baseline that said you could have a competitive game here and have a good time, or you could swing <laughs> it to more narrative, depending on what you and your opponent wanted to do. Um, I do have to laugh. Uh, Relian, uh, uh, from Twitter, Brad Schwan, he brought. Slanesh and Slanesh was this was when Slanesh was in beast mode. Slanesh tournament. <laughs> I was I was just like I was just like whoo. I was like he's like what kind of list he brought and he, he's he's like well I brought the you know summon list but he's like I I'm kind of self comping myself I didn't bring anything extra to summon I'm just gonna summon back what's dead <laughs> and then he took that event I was just like oh yep <laughs> yep he he he's... took it fairly comfortably if I'm not mistaken. Brad did what yeah. Brad does <laughs> Wait, yeah. right right right. Right. But he was right. he was a hell of a good guy to talk to too. Like I I oh, mean yeah. I, I didn't play. I, I was busy running the game day shenanigans so Neil could actually participate yeah. in the event. Yeah. This is the um yeah. but uh but talking with Brad, like I we were both I running this a, one. Oh that's okay. But yeah. I, I have a personal fear uh in terms of going to a tournament and running up against these competitive players that I'm gonna get my ass kicked and I'm gonna hate every second of it. Um <laughs> but talking with him it's like okay, so I could. I feel like I could line up for a game against him, totally get my ass kicked, maybe roll a six or two somewhere through the course of the game, but have a good time doing it. Oh no, that's that's the thing. Like I don't know in Age of Sigmar scene, I don't know any of the high competitive people that are not fantastic to play with, hang out with, and be with. Like, like that same thing with uh, like uh, from like Bill Souza and then you know Roger and, and all the Steel City guys that are super competitive. I've never had a bad game. I haven't beat them, but I've never had a bad game. <laughs> There's actually some of my best best games are still against Roger and Bill. Uh, <laughs> I remember the fir- the first time Roger came to one of our tournaments. I think it was that twelve man tournament, yep, right? Yep. And I remember looking at his list, and I'm and I'm thinking to myself, now I am terrible at this game. All right, and I remember looking at it, and I'm like. I bet you I could make something that could beat that. Now, two years later, I'm like, I, I finally now realize that there's just not, it's never going to happen. <laughs> so, I remember for that brief glimpse after just meeting him, like, I could beat that. I could do that. that. I could beat that. That was guy. the brass stampede that he ran. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was yeah. back in the day. Yeah. There's and, not a chance I could have beat him. <laughs> and, and actually, the, uh, give, give Roger and Bill and, uh, a shout out too, because this is when they, they got together the US ETC team. Yep, yep. Um, yeah. Whenever they took second place, and I, I'm really thankful because I was able to go and help them at a prep day one day, which is the closest I'll probably get to uh, <laughs> being on an ETC team, uh, unless they need some logistic support, obviously, of getting water and ordering food. I can handle that. Um, but no, uh, yeah, they, they, Bill and Roger, they organized it. They got a team together, went over there, and I think they only lost to Team England. So, like. Mm-hmm. It was just, and it was fun being over here 
one being able to root for America uh, in the ETC, and two knowing that we're rooting for some of our best buddies in the, you know in this hobby. So. And what's most important here is that they were honing their skills at the December 2018 Ren 4 event where they came one yeah, and two, Bill and Roger. Yep, yep. That's exactly what they were doing. They, were, they actually, were clubbing baby seals. It was it was yeah. really funny. I they Roger Roger because I brought that's when I brought 120 witch elves to that one. Like I, I brought Hagnar witch elf spam, and I managed mm-hmm. to dodge both Bill and Roger, which is why I took best order. <laughs> <laughs> Like I barely dodged Roger, and he's like, he's like, where are they at? I'm like, I don't know. Well, now, but but also to be fair, Bill's army was order, but we gave a separate best general and best order. As you do, as you do, yeah. Yes. So, I will take Miss. Not to rain on your parade, but I will will totally piss all over your parade. I'll take it. (laughs) Um, Oh, you know what? I forgot to mention. I'm sorry. We're gonna back up 2018 real quick. One of the best times I've ever had. Realms at War. I went over to oh, England. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. I, for some reason, I put that in 2019. It's like, no, no, I did 2018. Realms at War. Uh, Mitzi, Jimbo, Steve, and Ming, like, and they put on such a fantastic event. Um, everyone over there was super nice. This was also a vacation for me and a wife. You know, went, over, went to Games Workshop, HQ, you know, Warhammer World. I uh, got to play... Uh, play play Dan on stream. Got to just hang out and have a good time. It, like, a trip I want to do again, but like, man, it, it, like I said, I'll say this over and over again. If you want to go to an event in England and you, you know, it's not, you're not worried about being a competitive event, go to Realms at War. Right. One of the best events that you'll ever play in. Um, I have to say, too, just seeing those guys play at Adepticon, um, seeing them on their, you know, some of them on their podcast and, mm-hmm. and everything, like, and and even knowing the little bit I know about those guys, like like these these are the people that I want to model in myself. Not just not just running tournaments, but just in the way they approach yeah. the game, in their passion for the game, uh, um, how friendly they are, how welcome how welcoming they are in the community. I mean, like this, <laughs> that's what I look up to as. You know, th- this is how you know you've made it. If you, if you can get to that level, you know, you've you've made it in all aspects of the hobby. Well, at that like, point. to the point too, like like uh. When I was going over there, um, like I went to Warhammer World, but like I wasn't there just to go onto the Warhammer TV stream and play a game against against Stan and hang out with 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 Martin as he, you know, we chatted during the game. But Mitzi set up a day where he invited people, so like there was just probably about six to eight of us. I can't quite recall the exact number. Um, he invited people to come, like, hey, Chuck's coming over. Let's let's just have a fun game day where we all just play games at Warhammer World and have fun. You know, he walked. Mitzi walked with me as we went through um, uh, the Warhammer Museum, and, and thanks to, to Martin Morin who who gave me a ticket into there too. Like I, I felt <laughs> felt spoiled there, but like you know, and, and there was plenty of people that wanted to come that couldn't. But like, like to your point, like they are Mitzi and Jimbo, some of the best people I have ever met in this hobby. Um, Dave and Neil, you're close. You're close second. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that. I'll take that and run with it. <laughs> I will pretend that that's a true statement, and I'll yeah. I'll take it and run with it too. Uh, I, I have to say though, my warmer heart will always be with Matt though over there. Woo. <laughs> Thunder buddy, <laughs> Thunder buddy, Thunder buddy, Thunder buddies for life. Um, okay, anyway, sorry, not to go back to it, but yeah, 2019. Did anyone else have anything 2019 related they want to talk about? 
That was the first time. Um, so now my wife is very um, supportive of my hobby. Um, she does not play. I've got to, her to play one game, and that was enough for her. <clears throat> However, this was uh, Nova was the first time mm -hmm. I helped Chuck out in, the, in a major tournament, first time I, I ever helped with a major tournament. Um, and uh, she helped out as well. And so uh, uh, that, that, was a, that was a lot of fun to get to do that with my significant other and uh, get her to actually kind of experience the ground level. Yeah, <laughs> what's actually, going on. I, I'm glad, so. I'm glad you, you segued right into what I was hoping you'd talk about. I had a lot of help at Nova in 2019. Like, Matt still led the group. Neil, you and your wife, uh, a couple club members, um, uh, Jamie, uh, Martin Orlando. Like, I, I, it was a complete opposite experience. Uh, and and like, as I said prior, the prior year, Pete Foley afterwards of the, of the first year, where it was just me and Matt, handed me a drink <laughs> and said, you can relax now, because I just couldn't relax. He came in and saw me during the event, and he's like, he's like, how's it going? I'm just like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I'm completely useless in this entire situation. And he's like, that means you're doing it right. Because <laughs> literally, I, I want to say it, sure, I set up the pack, sure, I did all that, and I painted the stupid amount of terrain, but Matt also <clears> painted <throat> a stupid amount of terrain, and so did Sean from Brush for Hire. Brush for Hire! Uh, son, you just... Son, <laughs> use a condom. Brush for Hire! <laughs> Um, from you, all right? I learned it from watching you. Yeah. Ooh, don't watch. Anyway. Um, no, unrelated on the same topic. No, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, uh, I learned to pull out from you, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> That's where Stephanie comes from. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Oof. So, yes. Is it, um, a, is it a child? Is it a sibling? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, no, Nova last year ran so well there was one hiccup at the end that uh i, I still i still hate it, an error with bcp which was corrected so it's like whatever we moved on i think people had a good time overall and, and i made more good friends but because yeah. of you guys helping run the event you guys really did everything to the point where it, like literally i was walking around going i don't know what to do there is nothing wrong and you nothing know what going on <laughs> so so prior to that though at Ren 4 we we had had a little hiccup at that uh, at the sweaty Ooh, yeah. at, the, at the sweaty tournament but learning from that um, we were double and triple checking everything during this tournament <laughs> everything yeah. and we had an assembly line of, of double checkers so i mean there were there was points when i was sitting there i mean through the tournament and and a lot of this has to do with age of sigmar as well i mean the the rule set is is, is fairly well put together to the point where there's not a whole lot of in-game questions that happen. We're just sitting there, literally, and I've got my hands up like this, and I remember, I think it was Scooter comes by, he's like, man, you guys are, you know, you know when, you're, when your hands are up and you're looking like that, the tournament's going pretty smooth, and I'm like, <laughs> it really is. Yeah. It really did go really well. I mean, was uh, Amy, not, like, she did the work of, like, six people and made it look like... It was just as natural as breathing and, to her. And, she and not to mention, like daily coffee runs. I was getting pumpkin oh spice lattes delivered to me. I'm just like, I, I did not deserve any any. Yeah, like I was like, I don't know why. <laughs> now, I've had now she like then <laughs> took those those to assistant tools and brought them to the rent for winter event. That's the one where I <laughs> yeah. was toing so Neil could play, and Amy was my assistant. So someone who's really not interested in the game she came out 
she she sat there with me like i i talked to amy like all day both saturday and sunday and everything was running smooth as silk and she's she's there double checking all the scores with me and everything just excellent oh. tournament helper if only her husband was half as useful well <laughs> here's the thing it's like so prior tournament it was me and dave things didn't go so hot tournament after dave and my wife flawless yeah yeah there's a pattern we know who the problem so, is. Yeah. <laughs> well and uh that leads us up to uh 2020 which we all know what's happening in 2020 uh lvo Ooh. happened and i think that was the, really the only <laughs> age of sigmar or work gaming event that Hard happened break yeah put it in park take out the keys throw it in the river but <laughs> you know people like community is still interacting still engaging i've managed to paint everything i own which was great um I, I, um, <laughs> I, I mean, I have luminous I, stuff now, yeah. But uh, I will yep. say though, too, yep. at at the end of 2019 and going into 2020, um, that is what. So um, outside, like running running a lot of the club, uh, and, and Chuck, you were talking about how you were asking for more help. That was after that summer, the sweaty summer tournament. That's when I started asking for more help, and I was very, very close to getting burnt out with uh, everything yeah. that I was doing. And so I, I took a step back. That's why Dave ran that tournament, and, and my wife helping out as well um, for me because, yeah, I was at a point, too, where I was like, I don't know if I'm going to have one in the winter. I just, you know. And so uh, as we move into 2020 here, as much as this has been terrible and it sucked, it, it is it is really reinvigorated, giving me a, a moment to kind of step back, yeah. take a little bit of a break, and now kind of reinvigorated me into you know hopefully putting something together that's really special. So uh, if I can take a, a silver lining from this whole experience, <laughs> that's that's probably it. Yeah. Well, absolutely. as as someone that you know, since I didn't really, it's weird not helping with the tournament, but I never did anything to help you guys with Ren Four. Um, yeah, you lazy bastard. You know it, man. <laughs> Freeloader. But uh, you guys made it look effortless. Yeah. I well, mean, it, it, it's it's also. I mean, we're running it for. I think. I think we had twenty or twenty four, maybe. I think it was twenty when we ran it uh, in December, and it was thirty uh, in, the, in the summer. So they're they're a smaller scale too. No, yeah, Neil, it was still. thirty. We had sixteen tables. There were two. No, no shows. So, so we have outside 30 of, uh, outside of uh, you know, septuplet uh, Skaven matches, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we, it was actually really hard to line that up for you, Matt. You should be thankful. <laughs> <laughs> we went out of our way. A lot of bribing. I went home early to figure out that shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, 2020 has been a, uh, a trying year. Um, like I said, silver linings, like, I know, like, myself, too, like, being able to paint everything and not have a backlog now is really great. Um, uh, been able to really re refocus. I do plan on for your narrative event, Neil, to have my full Tayrathian supplement book mm -hmm. laid out, written, and printed that I can take to it and give away to my opponents. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I you, guess... You also have to condense it down to, like, a page or two for the, 
Uh, no, they'll, they'll be that's, event booklet. That'll be the event lore, but I'm talking no, like no, full no, summer. no. There's 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 no condensing. I don't care if you make that that shit a hundred pages. We'll make this just a big supplement. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. but it, it, if that's what Chuck's gonna do, he's gonna subsidize the printing costs. <laughs> Dang it! Okay. Actually, actually, my my wife has a little hookup there, so we'll be all right. All right, all right. Nice. So. Um, I, See, I guess Amy uh, comes through again. It's true. When's mm-hmm. Amy getting her uh, Warhammer Hero championship? I know, right? It's just, <laughs> just like you know, behind every great man, kind of thing. You know. Yeah. yeah. And, also <laughs> and also behind Neil. Also behind I guess to um to start bringing everything to a close. Um, uh, Dave, we'll start with you. Uh, this, yep. this is your final test to see if you're going to be a permanent host with us or not. Whew. Give us, give us your your, your brief overview uh, of what you've thought about these past five years of Age of Sigmar. Oh, man. Uh, brief overview, huh? Uh, I'll just stall for time. That'll work. Um, <laughs> so, honestly, uh, I got in because I was uh, getting stir-crazy. I needed something to do with myself. I, I had moved to Ohio. I, I had lived here five years, had nobody that I really connected with, uh, and I started really building up uh, a bunch of friends in the gaming community. And so uh, Age of Sigmar has been huge for me as just a, a functional human being. I mean, this is my therapy. Um, so uh, Ren 4 and getting getting together with the Ligonier Legion group every so often. Uh, not as often as I'd like. but uh, And the Steel City Sigmar group. And Steel Sigmar, I did make that one trip out to, to Pittsburgh for that. Um, <laughs> it's it's been amazing. Like the the people that I've met, um, it's it's phenomenal. It's it's what uh, what keeps me going. And, and uh, you know, I'm, I I have just uh, taken the first step towards uh, running a, a little firestorm campaign with with Neil and and a couple of guys uh, uh, at Matt's. Uh, Matt Farrell's local shop um, to to try to dig up some some more uh, more cool stuff to do because uh, I think uh, it was interesting hearing you talk at the beginning of this uh, discussion about how the point system and everything was community driven because that's all we had and I really wonder if we'll see sort of a second renaissance of that stuff after all this COVID and the quarantine and no one's able to play games it'll be interesting to see if there's a huge surge as um, the floodgates open and people are open to trying new things. For instance, if you haven't yet played Triumph and Treachery, it is the best way to play the game, period. Yep. It's the correct answer. So that's, that's my shenanigans there. I'm, I'm all talked out. All right, all right. Neil, <laughs> Neil, same, same question. Let's, uh, why, don't you, why don't you show Dave how it's done? Well, <laughs> one, one thing I'll, I'll say is... Um, as we came into Age of Sigmar, one of the things that was kind of, um, I, I don't know, spoken about a lot um, was the phrase, it's your hobby, right? And that phrase has really guided me and what I wanted out of this hobby and what I wanted out of, you know, community building um, from, from day one in this uh, to, to now and, and into the future here. And what, what I would challenge people to do <clears throat> as, as you kind of move forward with this hobby and, and, and in this event is to think about what that means. You know, it's, it's your hobby. What do you love about this hobby and, and how can you include as many people 
as possible into the hobby, knowing that their way may not be exactly the same as yours. And how can you let make that meet? You know, one of the things I did was with the the hobby hero thing is is to try and get people who love painting and people who love gaming and um, together and 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 to somehow make all that work together. And, and as we kind of go into this new event, that is really the push too. If you can kind of hear it in, in like the making your goals, how do you want to win? How do you want to experience this event? How do you want to um, to really you know bring out what you love about this hobby into into an event type situation, into a narrative type situation, into whatever? Um, that's kind of really taken from from day one with Age of Sigmar. What I think makes it a little bit different than some other game systems is that it, it allows you to kind of mold it to what you want. You can kind of take what you want out of it. Um, but I would I would say also try to look for ways to merge that with with, with the other ways of playing and the, and the other the other ways people like to engage in it. And if you can find a way to do that in your own communities um, with with your own group of friends, uh, you're, you're going to pull so much more out of this hobby than you possibly you know you ever thought you could. Really, uh, I talk to Dave on a daily basis. I try to tell Dave I'm like you like painting you you like it. No, <laughs> no. Dave does not like it. He will do it and he will do it. Much better than I will because he is OCD, OCD about everything, but he does not like that particular part of the hobby. Um, but he will do it um, and he will engage with that. But there, there are different things that he likes um, out of the out of the hobby, and so I just try to keep that in the back of my mind all the time whenever I'm in event planning. Um, is how do we include everybody? And, and I think that's kind of a uh, in 2020. <laughs> Maybe that's an important point to make right now because I think that uh, that point's being made uh, throughout society right now, mm-hmm. um, and even even from GW right now is, is is let's try to let's try to find a way to include everybody, and try to really focus on making this a, a great hobby for for everybody to experience. Uh, hopefully, at the same time, and, and you know we're only going to go uh, go strength to strength. Yeah, very well put. Well he rambled at least as much as I did. I want to point that out. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, well, Matt, Matt, the consummate professional. I po- I pose the question to you. Uh, well, after Dave and Neil's uh, westward and eastward answers, what was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> tell me. What is your name? Yeah. <laughs> t- tell me what these past five years of Age of Sigmar are like. Like, what what have they meant to you? Um, well, I mean, as far as that goes prior to, you know, I've been in the hobby for over a decade, but I was never like, I don't know. I was never a part of the the hobby, I guess, you know, it was always just, you know, collect some space Marines, come up with a 2000 point list, go play someone I knew once a quarter, you know, twice a year. Uh, but it really took age of Sigmar. It really took you. It really took. Ligonier Legion, Ren 4, Steel City, uh, you know, to, to really get me into everything. And, um, you know, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's just an amazing part. You know, I've, I, uh, I look at, you know, five years ago, again, I had, you know, maybe 10, 20 painted models. Now I have three painted armies, three and a half. Uh, and I've helped run, two national events i've come up with uh rule sets for two national narrative events uh (laughs) and i'm just like i'm not really 
you know, even though I'm not on Twitter, I'm not on, you know, anything like that. I've still been what I feel is like a major contributor, even if it's from the shadows. And it's been uh, an amazing experience to really be, um, to be an individual who's still able to make such a footprint, whether it's known or not. Um, it's, it's really been a great, uh, um, outlet for a lot of creative juices and uh, you know creative ideas that otherwise don't have anywhere to go nice nice um yeah no it, it's been a fun journey and like i said it's I, i'm really happy that i've had you guys with me through it all um you know you know obviously matt a little bit longer than than neil or dave but you guys were very close after that but i know for me these past five years has been all about developing friendships that mm-hmm. just are here for life like people that i love seeing that i love talking to on a daily basis um people that i know that will you know probably do more for me <laughs> than than you know i might might think like you know literally probably you know give me a shirt off the back if they could type thing but um if you need shelter for the night you can have my shirt <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah but like it's it's been very formative these past five years because as i've grown and changed and like you know i i went through a couple years ago um uh i think it was i think it was 2018 i can't quite remember um exact when but like i had a uh had a health incident where you know i thought it was a seizure it wasn't but like you know the state took my license it was a big thing like and i wasn't doing any real fitness stuff at that point but that really is when what drove me to start getting in shape and then I was like you know I'm gonna bring this and just be me because that's I, I I like being me on on Twitter like I'm not a not a face <laughs> that's fake so like but like people have really gathered and and you know whether they're joining me in fitness stuff when I do all my stormcast strong <laughs> stuff it's it's fun to see that they all all support me and you know encourage me and like you know cheer for me when I have my successes so it, it just developing these deep friendships and playing this wonderful game and just being able to have a place that I, I don't really feel like Age of Sigmar is an escape. It's just something that's a part of me. I don't I don't need to get away from anything because I I feel like I have a very blessed life. But um, it, it's just it's just meant the world to me to have made all these friends and being enjoying this this story and this lore and letting my creativity flow. Um, I, I I don't know where I'd be if I didn't have Age Age of Sigmar and like wargaming in, in general, but. Um, uh, I'd probably, you know, maybe I'd just be a, <laughs> I'd be a bodybuilder. I'd be on steroids. I'd be, <laughs> no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I can't live that life. Um, but yeah, I, yet. I, yet, yet, one day <laughs> I keep painting witch elves. I need to pick them all up. But, um, yeah, it's just been an amazing five years and I can't wait for what's coming, uh, in the future and then seeing where the next five years go. Um, I, mm. I, I love the age of Sigmar community. Um, I do worry as we grow. I, I, I do see, and let's be let's have a little real talk. I'm on my soapbox. I'm going to talk. Um, I see some segmentation in it, and some people mm-hmm. want to call out other people and want to do this and want you know. And I, I'm not talking about being negative or positive. Like I'm more positive. I get that some people are more negative, and that doesn't matter. Everyone has opinions. I'm just talking about we're all in this together. We're all the same age of Sigmar family. So talk to each other we're all humans if there's if there's something that's bothering you just talk to them it, it, you know don't 
don't play high school games. You know what I mean? Like, let's keep this strong community as it is, strong and yeah. welcoming. Like that. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to see in the next five years is us just growing together more as community and getting larger and larger. Yeah, that's. Yeah. That's Hopefully, we never make it back to a point where people are burning their armies to to get the community to the the wonderful point that it, it I, was at the start. Listen, you know, <laughs> I, I I I mentally took it upon myself to 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 take that guy that burned his witch elf armies and be like i'm gonna give witch elves a safe haven (laughs) i will take send me all of your your orphaned witch elves i will take them but yeah let's let's continue to be open and welcoming and and let's keep growing together guys so um happy five years age of sigmar uh and uh I'll, i'll put all of our uh, where we can be found in the show notes below. But uh, Matt, can you take us out with a uh, brush for hire story time? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> brush for hire! There on the high seas, a storm of bruise. Will they make it? Will they see the night? They must. They have to. For brush for hire is over the horizon. Painting those thousand grots, each a unique color, a color no man has seen before. Nay, this storm will not take us, for those grots will be seen, and they will be put on the table. Brush for higher. <laughs>